3: Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
5: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Radio.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a Sunday we have got for you. For the next three hours, we dive into more of the decision that rocked not only the NFL world, but pretty much the entire sporting world, looking ahead to the NFL regular season. And as crazy as it is, college football is finally here. But did you notice it last night? All that and so much more. It is Fox Sports Sunday. He's Nick Ba. I'm Dan Bayer, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. You'll always remember where you were when you found out that Andrew Luck was retiring. Where yeah. were you, Nick Ba, last uh, night
5: I, when news broke? You you read my mind. I was actually going to ask you the same question. So last night I was uh, I was helping kind of MC a Creighton basketball Hall of Fame event. Doug McDermott. And Anthony Tolliver both both got inducted. And so I go up to the stage, do my thing, and I come back and check my phone. And you know, Twitter is literally on fire. Like it is, like I think I opened it up and my phone burst into flames. <laughs> and it was one of those things where you double and triple and quadruple check: is this like, did I get fake Woj? Did I get a fake Adam Schefter? You know, like it was. And and even when I double and triple checked it, I still was like, no way this is real. No way this is real. This cannot be true. But ultimately, yes, it obviously is true. So I don't know if you were like me. I don't know where you were. But when I finally got the news after everybody else kind of had, had gotten the first rush of it, I didn't believe it. I had to double and quadruple check to see that it was a real report from Schefter. They say that timing is everything. And I walked
0: over to my phone. After a nice soak in the hot tub, and Attaboy. saw the alert that said now, so like it came up like you get Twitter alerts on your yep. phone, and it said now, and I was like wow because I hadn't heard my phone beep, hadn't heard anything, and it was it was a little ways away, so I walked over, and then everything, and, and then I believe like Tom Pelissero of NFL Network had confirmed the report about the four or five minutes after that, so then it just completely. Completely went crazy. What I didn't realize was that the Colts were still playing the game, like yeah. against the Bears. Like I had just assumed that that game had wrapped up. And that word had leaked out after the game that Andrew Luck was going to step aside, not realizing that the game was actually still going on. And people were taking pictures and trying to send video of the game of them showing Andrew Luck on the (laughs) sidelines. It was just crazy. But I I will remember that of seeing that being like, oh, wow. And you had to read it again. And I, I knew that it wasn't a fake account because... Fake account alerts don't pop up on my true, phone. True, very so, true. So right. I so I knew that there was something to it, but yeah, I, I won't I won't forget that. And then no. to see everything that ended up falling out uh, afterwards was just absolutely crazy. Making making the opening night of college football secondary as I'm trying to find. See here in LA, we had the Chargers and Seahawks on for a, a local broadcast. So it's blacked out on the NFL Network. Didn't know if the NFL Network was showing the Andrew Luck stuff or not because it wasn't coming up on our, our provider. So then ended up you know, finding it online on the Colts' uh, Twitter page and seeing about the second half of his press conference. But that's basically what the night was, and just hearing uh, all of the different things and, and reading all of the different things. It was an amazing night in sports, especially, too, with some of the things that you saw on social media and you saw right.
5: people saying. Right. Doesn't it seem like, now I don't think anybody thought something was fishy in terms of could Luck actually retire, but it, it has been kind of weird, and we've had our weekly conversations with Alex Marvez, and we'll do it again here in about an hour, where we've I've asked him a couple of times, hey, what's really going on with Luck? What is the injury? What's going on? It was always kind of hard to get a straight answer and knowing exactly what was going on, and so there was an element of of like ah now now some of the confusion and uh, just weird vibes coming out of Colts camp regarding Luck over the past month or so kind of makes sense right now. But for you for you Dan, where does this where does this rank in your lifetime when you could consume and have like a viable opinion of a thought of your own? <laughs> Where does this rank on shocking retirements to you? I I will not take credit for this. I will not take credit for this, but
0: you saw people mentioning Michael Jordan's Mm -hmm. or Magic Johnson stepping aside uh, when he had the HIV virus or even Barry Sanders. I saw someone on Twitter saying... How does this top Vontae Davis retiring at halftime last season? And I thought, you know what? That's actually a very good point. Like to have a guy at halftime be like, you know what? I'm like, I'm out. It's, let, let's, let's, go down, you know, let's go down to Pam Oliver at the half. Guys, the Dolphins hope to make their adjustments. By the way, the Bills will be without Vontae Davis, who announced his retirement Three minutes ago. Back up to you guys. Yeah, like Unbelievable. that was so, so really thinking about it, while Devontae Davis didn't have the the fanfare, uh, that was probably the strangest. But last night was definitely weird. I actually feel bad, Nick, in a way, because when we do these sports talk shows I, and I can safely say this for you: we say what we mean. You try mm-hmm. to think at different angles to look at things that maybe other people wouldn't, just to try to spur the mind. But I don't think we've ever said anything to be sensational. To try Never. to yeah, right. to try to grab headlines and to be fake like that. I just had always assumed, and I had said this for the past week, that the Colts just stink at communicating injuries. Because right. like this was with with Peyton and we had Andrew Luck the first time and we're talking about Nerf footballs. I'm like, they just got to do a better job of of communicating the message. Now I feel bad because that wasn't the case because there seemed to be so much confusion and it's like, oh, that's why nothing was being said. You right. know, so so in a way, like I look back and say that makes a lot of sense. Maybe I shouldn't have been as critical at the time, but it's. We didn't know what was going on. So you're trying to draw your own conclusions on what was happening and now and and from the stuff that I've heard, you know, this is that you know, the uh, that Frank Reich and, and Jim Ursay and Chris Ballard had known for, for a little while that this was happening, that there were maybe some rumblings going on through throughout the week in Indianapolis, but just a total shock when it actually came to fruition and came out in the public.
5: I'm curious to to get your take on like uh, gosh, four hours ago the Colts tweeted out A picture of Andrew Luck saying thank you and a leader on the field, a pillar in the community, hashtag thank you Luck. The, there's been the Colts' reaction, there's been the Colts' fans' reaction, then there's been kind of the national reaction. Has <laughs> has it it OJ's been, reaction. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> OJ Simpson's reaction. Yeah, we all waiting for what he has to say. What Has it been about what you thought? Like, when you got that alert after you got out of the hot tub, you know, you immediately go, oh boy. You, yeah, you, you start yeah. to immediately formulate what the fallout's going to be. Has it what, been Has it been in line with, with what, what you thought it would what be? What
0: surprised me was how much everyone was individually affected by it. And when I say this, I hope this makes sense, but I also think it reflects how the NFL is viewed. And that's specifically on... One of the headlines was the indie fans booing him, yep. leaving the field, and they didn't know. And he admitted in the press conference last night that that it hurt, that he had recognized the boos. Well, they're Colts fans, obviously. Well, for fans of the other 31 teams, they're they're not going to boo Andrew Luck. And realistically, Nick, I saw so many... Colts' win total dropped from nine and a half down to six and a half, and uh, the, the fantasy projections of, you know. So it was all individual, how people's fantasy teams were affected, like <laughs> right. OJ Simpson, right. how their betting was going to be affected by taking the Colts in the over and under wins before they even knew the news. That's what was so surprising to me. And outside of a very few people who, who were critical of it, I think most people were like, Okay, we get it. You know, right. like like we understand, Isn't that funny?
5: yeah. Yeah, I thought I thought that was one of the things I get that you hear the booze from Colts fans was something that was jarring to a certain extent. Yeah. But all but it is interesting on on how Twitter can work sometimes, where all it takes is a couple notable people to have a negative reaction to something, and then there's a tidal wave of people taking the other side so there's a couple people that tweeted oh gosh luck is soft or you got to be kidding me I can't believe he's retiring and that brought about a tidal wave of people defending luck so the, the weird part about that is when you didn't hop on Twitter you get this sense oh there must be a lot of people criticizing luck's decision because there's a lot of people defending luck's decision when in all reality gosh Dan would you say it was like people understood and defended Luck's decision, but sometimes how it's it's kind of presented to you via social media can feel different. Our
0: colleague, Doug Gottlieb, who I work on the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays here on Fox, uh, got one of those reactions from his tweet speaking about millennials. I think Doug was one of about eight people
5: to have the to right. a, Doug a, and Dan Dockett yeah, was Dockich, critical. Yeah. Right.
0: yeah there, there, there were very few. I, I would even go to say that it was maybe, you know, 95 to
5: 97 percent. I agree. I, so, I agree. But that was that was one of the things that was interesting though when I because again, I was like an hour-ish late to the party in terms of seeing the reaction. And so I see the news, and then I'm seeing all the reaction. People defending him, and I'm like, "Are people seriously crushing this guy?" And so, but as I kind of consumed it all, I thought, "No, they're most only a couple people were were criticizing him. Most people were were defending."
0: Him. My my favorite though is the people who are like, "Hey, get a life!" <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. You know, I just have like just so blunt. Get a know? life, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah is just, that
5: that's the most like just. Basic, blunt, to the point thing you can say <laughs> to anybody. Get alive. You're like, okie oh, Those, are, right, those, are, those
0: are always my favorite. But it was it was fascinating it was. You know, watching the whole thing uh, just really crazy, unravel just last night. And there was a video clip, and and you don't know if you're reading into it or not, but there was a point where somebody put a video clip of Andrew Luck and Jacoby Brissett talking. You couldn't read lips because someone's head was in the way. But you saw like Jacoby Brissett kind of give Andrew Luck that look of like, you know, like what, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. And as he said last night that there was supposed to be a press conference today that he was going to notify the team after the game yesterday that he was going to step aside, and then when word started to leak out, I wonder if you know someone found out and, and, and we'll get into all that later I in the I can't shelf. wait to get into that yeah. conversation. But the the fact is is there was a clip of Jacoby Brissett just kind of looking puzzled a bit and you wondered if it makes sense after the the yeah right no question yeah no it was a fascinating night to to say the least he's nick Ba. i'm dan buyer this is fox sports sunday get nick on twitter at nick baugh i'm at dan buyer on fox you can always listen live at foxsportsradio.com and the iHeartRadio app i do want to take time to say this it's a big day for you tomorrow because you are launching your own personal podcast is that correct
5: that is correct it's called uh, and wait for it really creative title of the podcast just wait for it here all right the nick ba podcast oh, we're, all, right, we're, all right it was it was just like the uh you know the dan patrick show and the yes. doug gottlieb show it takes a while to think of those names which is which is you know great you have a focus group and all that and hours of, of thinking about it but no the the nick Bob podcast going to officially launch uh, tomorrow uh gonna be Having one pod per day all week, and then it's going to move to two podcasts a week. I'm excited, yeah, and I'm, I'm I'm excited to uh, kind of uh, explore that area and uh, and and have some some kind of long form. Uh, longer conversations with with people, kind of like our very own Clay Travis has done with his Wins and Losses podcast, so I'm fired up. I appreciate you giving me an opportunity to plug it, though.
0: Yeah, and, and Nick's first guest is Andrew Luck tomorrow. So you It know is. <laughs> yeah. We're going to get into why. Andrew, why? <laughs> uh, we are coming to you live with the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Coming up next, we'll tell you why you maybe shouldn't feel too bad for those Indianapolis Colts. That's coming up here on Fox Sports Sunday.
6: Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See
7: participating retailer for details. Farmers Insurance knows the difference between a car hitting your bumper and a clown car hitting your bumper. That because at Farmers, we've seen and covered it. We
1: are
8: Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers, Truck, Fire Insurance, Exchanges, and Affiliates. Products not
0: available in every state. Fox Sports Sunday. He's Nick Ba. I'm Dan Byer. Reach us on Twitter. I'm at Dan Byer on Fox. You can get Nick at Nick Ba. Simple as that.
5: Dan, I've kind of, uh, over the years, I've learned that uh, perspective and appreciation is a battle. Like life has a way of making you succumb to the moment and fail to see the bigger picture. And listen, I'm not saying you can't be upset about something trivial like traffic or a flight delay. I get it. But ultimately, we all understand that they pale in comparison to things that really matter. So perspective is a battle. And in particular, perspective on your personal fortune is a battle. Like, Does anyone want to hear about Mark Zuckerberg cry about a failed business he invested in? (laughs) No. No. Because, dude, you hit the the jackpot with
0: Facebook. Come on. Yeah. If a Shark Tank business (laughs) fails for Mark Cuban, I'm
5: not worried. Not worried about Mark. He's going to be okay. He's going to be able to keep the lights on at his mansion, you know? And that's kind of how I feel about the Indianapolis Colts and their fans right now. Listen, I'm not saying you can't be upset in the moment about Andrew Luck retiring out of nowhere just like Mark Zuckerberg he can be upset about that one failed business venture but all I'm saying is have some perspective on your personal fortune Colts fans listen to me real quick do you guys realize how lucky you've been for 19 of the past 21 years you've had either Peyton Manning or Andrew Luck as your quarterback for 20 years You've driven to Lucas Oil Stadium or turned on the Colts games knowing that 99.9% of the time, you had the better quarterback. You had a top-five quarterback in the NFL. That's incredible. Like, 19 of the past 21 seasons, Peyton Manning or Andrew Luck under, under center? Like, you could make a case that the Colts have been the, the luckiest franchise in terms of who their quarterback has been in the NFL. And again, I'm not saying you can't be disappointed that Luck is retiring, but for the love of Vince Lombardi, have some appreciation and perspective on what you've had, Dan
0: Byer. I find it amazing that, it to me, the when they landed the first overall pick when Peyton was hurt, it reminded me so much of the Spurs and Tim Duncan. Yeah, and when they got Tim Duncan and David Robinson wasn't playing the year before, and all of a sudden now you've got the in a draft, and and this is you want to talk about fortune, Nick. You want to talk about being fortunate of the Colts getting the number one pick in a draft where Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck were available. Like there there are drafts, Crazy. there are drafts where the number one guy is okay. You know the the the, the year after Andrew Luck goes number one. Eric Fisher's the first overall pick <laughs> for the Kansas City Chiefs. Like so it's it's one thing to get the number 1 overall pick. So when you talk about fortune, I agree with you and I will even double down of getting the number 1 pick not once, but twice when there were generational players or at least at the time we thought they were generational players. Now we know that Andrew Luck's generation didn't go as long as you would have hoped, but to land it in those drafts Uh, is is so extremely rare and and yeah and the Colts really should be fortunate I mean listen the Green Bay Packers have had one heck of a run yes they have and and I am I, I am one of those just because of where I grew up I remember Lynn Dickey I remember Randy Wright I remember when Don Mikowski came along and it was a big deal when the magic man was there but they traded for Brett Favre. You know they they mm-hmm. they swung a deal to get Brett Favre. They were they got Aaron Rodgers when nobody else wanted him or at least 23 other teams didn't want him at the time and they fell to him. Like the the fortunate run of the Green Bay Packers with having Favre and Rodgers is something that very few franchises can experience just like the Colts just did. But for the Colts to be in the spot that they were is even farther fetched than I think anyone could imagine.
5: Yeah, I mean, I because especially it's different with like the Patriots have had the same guy for yeah. almost twenty years. Like it's 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 when you get to two, you hit you strike gold twice. That is just remarkable. And it, we all have a team that we're a fan of and we follow. And ultimately, a lot of your either confidence or anxiety as you're getting ready to watch those games stems from who's your quarterback. Like. What you mm-hmm. what I'm sure a lot of other fans want to say is, Colts fans, you know what it's like to turn on the game and Blaine Gabbert is your quarterback <laughs> or Case Keenum's your quarterback or Brock Osweiler's your quarterback? Like you go into that just going, Oh boy, I hope the cooler's full of, <laughs> of cooler's light here, because it's gonna be a long one today. Like it's just 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 have some perspective on things. Again, not saying you can't be upset and emotional in the moment, but also appreciate that for two decades. Peyton yeah. Manning and Andrew Luck, holy moly. There, there is also something
0: to the fact of the guys that were around them, where yeah. Marvin Harrison's a Hall of Famer and Reggie Wayne is a household name, and Edrian James may one day be a Hall of Famer. Like the of, of those guys, too, that that other franchises, not only do they not have a quarterback, they really don't have any other players that are that are great Hall of Famers that can continue that legacy. And there's there's listen. I would have loved the the wealth to be spread. Honestly, and I even talked about this yesterday when I was I was in with Bucky Brooks. I said when and this was before the news broke. We were we were on on the show prior to the news breaking, but we were talking about Andrew Luck and I said, you know, I would have liked to have maybe spread the wealth like tell it to yeah. the Dolphins right and I know right. I had Dan Marino for so long but now it's been you know 20 25 years whatever it's been it's been a while to you know get get that star player to to that team or another team to not have this long success I was all for that like I spread the wealth so so I'm even one to be like all right Colts yeah you, you had you, <laughs> you had, had run, one heck of a run uh, like like complain all you want about the Pacers and trying to keep up with all everybody in the <laughs> right. NBA but your Colts have had the the fortune that very very I don't even think that you can you can put another team I don't either just of because of the number 1 pick the, the you know Peyton's injury and how it all came right. about there's right there's nothing and that's why I brought up the Packers where at least you know the Packers have had Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers basically since 1992 and yeah there have been injuries just like there were injuries in Indianapolis but Packers swung a deal you know to to get mm-hmm. Favre and they they waited on Aaron Rodgers when nobody wanted them the Colts were the ones who were just put in the driver's seat immediately to get both of those guys now I know they had to make the decision between Peyton Manning or Ryan Leaf but uh, I Still, you know, yeah, I mean, they they made the right decision. But do that, you
5: do you think? And I get that Luck's been injury riddled, and and it's been hard for him to stay available health wise. But you know, one of the things I was, you know, you think about like the Oklahoma City Thunder and the run of players they had, and you think, okay, did Sam Presti or the front office do enough while the window was open to put what was necessary around those guys to achieve at the highest level? Do you feel like the Colts whiffed here over the past six years of luck? Do you think they have they done enough to to give cause the part of me felt like Luck was carrying that thing?
0: Yeah, I don't think the Ryan Griggs scenario is one that's gonna be remembered no. fondly. Right. And, right. and and so that's and and that was an issue too. And that's an issue of of protecting Andrew Luck and the offensive lines that he had to end up playing behind. And now mm-hmm. Chris Ballard comes in and and you had you had consecutive drafts, or you took Ryan Kelly in the first round to be your center, and then you took Quentin Nelson to be your you, to be your guard next to him, and all of a sudden now you've got forty percent of your line that you hope is going to be there for the next you know ten to fifteen years. Anthony Costanzo was a, a first round pick years back, but. The the Ryan Grigson era is the issue, and I think it's more of you know I don't know if they they wasted luck for the just simple fact of you, you wasted opportunity because I think it's it is difficult in the NFL to compare it to the NBA. It is, and and just of for as great as a quarterback is, and I have different thoughts on the importance of of great quarterback play in the NFL. I'm really a firm believer of. The guy's just got to be good enough, and you got to build the the rest of your team around him, and you can have some success. But I think that Ryan Grigson era is going to be the 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 issue when we look back on it, and that isn't going to fall on Andrew Luck's shoulders. That would fall on Ryan Grigson's shoulders. I mean, they did make it to an AFC title game. They did, but it was surprising that that was the highest that they, the
5: furthest that they've gotten. Right. I just uh, it's. All I can tell you is, you know when something hasn't sunk in yet, it has not sunk in that he's retired. Like, I don't know if it's going to have to take – the first regular season game. I don't know when it's going to fully sink in that luck truly like Andrew luck is retired. It's just, I think I'm gonna to have to say it out loud every segment during our our show here until it starts to really sink in for me.
0: <laughs> there are those who think Elvis is still alive. That's so, true. So I'll be one of those guys on, with luck. Could you know, be go going on and on and on. He's Nick Baugh. I'm Dan Byer. This is Fox Sports Sunday. Again, tweet us, get Nick at on Twitter at Nick Baugh. I'm at Dan Beyer on Fox. And while the Colts may not be panicking because they have Jacoby Brissett, there's another NFL team that should be panicking about their quarterback situation. We'll tell you who that is after Ralph Irvin gives us the latest of what's happening on the Diamond and on the Lynx. Hello, Ralph.
2: Hello, hello, and yes, lots going on on both locations. We start on the Diamonds, where it's a final in Minnesota. C.J. Krohn, Jonathan Scope, each hit with home runs. Minnesota is 7-4 winner over the Detroit Tigers. The White Sox finished off Texas 2-0. In Kansas City, again, a wild winner in extra innings. They beat Cleveland 9-8. Minnesota now a three-and-a-half game lead in that American League Central Division. Right now on the Diamonds, they are making their way to the ninth inning. Arizona leading Milwaukee 5-2. Meanwhile, in the eighth, top of the eighth, that is, Washington a 5-3 lead over the Cubs. The Nationals getting RBIs from Juan Soto and Osdrubal Cabrera as they took that 5-3 lead. Oakland, a 4-3 advantage over San Francisco. They're in the fifth inning. Mark Canna, already two home runs for the A's. Garrett Hampson's homer in the second inning gave Colorado a 2-0 lead at St. Louis. They're still in the second inning. in Seattle, they have a 2-0 lead over Toronto. There in the sixth. San Diego still leading Boston 3-1 in the fifth inning. As for the golf, well, the Tour Championship is the season-ender. This is the final round of the PGA Tour season, and it's winding down right now. Rory McIlroy in control. He's at 17 under par with one hole to play, three shots ahead of Xander Shoffley, who's about to finish the 17th hole, and four shots ahead of his pairing partner. That is Brooks Kepka again, He's going to win the Tour Championship, and with it, the FedEx Cup, and that glorious $15 million paycheck. We'll be back to Dan and Nick in 10 seconds,
7: but first, a word from Farmers. At Farmers Insurance, we know every windshield collision has a unique sound. Beetle. Bird poop. Drone. Seen it, covered it. Talk to farmers. We
8: are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state.
0: Appreciate it, Ralph. It is Fox Sports Sunday. He's Nick Ba. I'm Dan Bayer. Remember a few weeks ago we talked about in the TBT, the Elam ending? Yep. And we were we were debating whether that was good or unique. The tour championship this week did something different because this was on the heels of last year. And the tour championship last year was in September. But now with the change of the PGA, the schedule changed, so the Tour Championship ends up ending before football season begins. But if you remember, that's when Tiger Woods, yes, w- was victorious at East Lake. But also in the same breath, Tiger wins the tournament. Justin Rose ends up winning the FedEx Cup playoffs. So it weird. It was a weird. Yes, it
5: was weird in that regard. Yes.
0: So what the what the PGA Tour did this year was on Thursday. Depending on their the seedings and where you were ranked heading into the top thirty, Justin Thomas, who was the number one ranked guy, started the tournament at ten under par. And, weird. And but yeah. for for everybody who didn't like it on Thursday, it's pretty darn easy to figure it out right now. And right. I I actually think that yeah I know some people didn't like it. Some people didn't like starting eight shots back of the lead, but. Guess what? Now we're watching, we know, and Rory McIlroy is close to winning the tournament, not being like, okay, Rory needs to win, and then he needs Justin Thomas to not be tied for fifth or better, and Brooks Kepka needs to finish outside the top. Like, we don't have any of that. And I actually think that once you see something play out, it may not look good on the surface, but when you see it play out, I think this actually worked for the Tour Championship.
5: Do you think, yeah, I I think the uh... – do you think any will will ever fully care about the FedEx Cup standings? No, never. You, I, I think that's never. the hard part. It's like ultimately this is like a losing endeavor of trying to get people to to totally get in invested in. Even though, like on the surface, I think we're all into the idea of like, hey, at the end of a se- you know every every stroke counts, every tournament counts. What does your to- total season look like? We're all on board with that, but gosh, it's just it's not ingrained yeah. in our golf culture to care Correct. about that yet and and you can tweak and, and i'm with you like i think there are good aspects of the tweak but it's just that's an uphill battle to get people to totally invest in it
0: <laughs> nobody's putting on wikipedia uh <laughs> right three top five fedex cup finishes like that's yep. that's not that's not going to be in their twitter bio e- either but ralph just had the update and i just wanted to bring it up because it reminded me of our conversation that we had a few weeks ago of hey you know what you may not want to do this and, and and it's not able to be done in every tournament but if people are going to criticize it, uh, let's really take a look at how it played out. And I think right. it actually it right. actually worked for this uh, tour championship. What was not working yesterday in the NFL, outside of Andrew Luck, who was headed for retirement, was Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings. And I know there are a lot of quarterbacks that were looking – at this season that for, for a variety of reasons, and, and, and we'll get to some of those guys. But I think Kirk Cousins is is in the spotlight not only because of the contract that he signed, the guaranteed contract that he got from the Minnesota Vikings, but how things didn't go in year one. And yesterday, Kirk Cousins went 3 of 13 in what was going to be your final dress rehearsal before the regular season in a game against the Arizona Cardinals. And Kirk Cousins himself admitted that he was bad. And, Nick, I'm starting to wonder, and I, I, I worry about the Vikings because I think the, the, the Vikings are a team where everything looks great, but mm-hmm. there just is something that is not right with them. And it, last year did not end right. They had an opportunity to get into the playoffs, and then they throw a stinker up against the Bears in the final week when Chicago really had nothing to play for. You have Kirk Cousins who's still trying to justify that guaranteed contract. And in a game that it doesn't matter, it really doesn't matter, but you go 3-13 and 13 and then he expresses his own concern about it, makes me really concerned if I'm a Minnesota Vikings fan.
5: Yeah, I think the Vikings were one of the most perplexing teams to me a year ago because they went to the NFC title game two years ago and then they seemingly, and this is getting to the kind of the crux of what you're talking about, Dan, they seemingly upgraded at quarterback with cousins, but yet they took a step back. They went the Vikings went thirteen and three two years ago. Now, was some of that because Roger Aaron Rodgers only played in, I think, seven games that year? Probably. But they went from thirteen and three to only winning eight games last year. And there were some people this time last year that were talking about Minnesota being a team that, hey, man, look out. They're knocking on the door. They got Kirk Cousins. Look out. They feel like a team that we're – or Kirk Cousins feels like a guy that we're going to get – doesn't it feel like at the end of this year where, like, the jury's going to be able to reach a verdict a little bit on Cousins? You know what I mean? Or or maybe you think the verdict's already in, but, like, we're going to know whether or not Kirk Cousins – can really be the type of player that can can win big games or not?
0: Yeah, and I think that it's getting considering Minnesota's salary situation. I mean, they've got a lot of guys. They, they've been able to pay a lot of guys, and their their front office has done a good job in in paying the pieces that they need. But you go ahead like a year or or two years, and you've got more than ten guys averaging ten million dollars a year. And right. that's just not going to work. It's You're not going to be able to sustain that. So when you sign Kirk Cousins to that three-year deal, the time is now in those years. And that's what is so unique about this. And I think we've had discussions, and I, I, I know we're on the same page of this. In the preseason, if you do well, it's okay. It's whatever. Don't read too much into it. But if you do poorly, it is something that you have to take note. And to hear Kirk Cousins address it after last night's game – Really raised my ears. Now I saw Jameis Winston get sacked five times on Friday night for the Cleveland Browns, and I'm like, oh my goodness, Uh-oh. how in the world? Yeah, how is this going to work out? But even more so than Winston, who's in a, you know in a final year, or or a Mariota, they've got a decision. Cousins is the one that worries me. Jimmy Garoppolo yesterday, he answered all the critics from the last
5: week or so. He ended up stepping up big against the Chiefs. He's J- Jimmy Garoppolo is the guy I am. I you know if you if let's say you only had like 5 teams you could pick to watch each week he'd be like just because of the, the Niners will be up there for me, just because I'm fascinated to see what this guy can do now that he uh, at least appears to be healthy. If he can get a full season, again, I keep referencing a year ago, but a year ago at this time, people were talking like Jimmy G was about to the, – The people were talking like he was going to be the guy that was mm-hmm. maybe going to step in and, and almost have not, – not the season Mahomes had, but kind of had the, the a similar impact in uh, at the quarterback spot. So he's – He's a guy that, in terms of you're like, okay, who are we going to get answers on? We're going to find out about Kirk Cousins. We're going to find out about Mariota and Winston, of course. I think we're going to find out if Eli Manning has, you know, if if the time is officially over or not. But Jimmy Garoppolo, is this dude all he's cracked up to be? We'll find out this season to a certain extent.
0: And I think Garoppolo's situation, in a weird way, is magnified by how we view Dak Prescott. And mm-hmm. I say that because Jimmy Garoppolo was pure hype, and we the, the, he got a contract on the heels of seven games, with like five of those being meaningless games. I mean, when he started for the 49ers and coming in and, and leading them to those victories when the team had only one win on the season, you're starting to believe the hype. But when he filled in for Tom Brady and just the, the two games that he was available because of injury, there was that, right. that game against the Cardinals on a Sunday night where he stood up and, and, and played well. But it was on the heels of seven games that you thought, we've got our franchise quarterback. And here with Dak Prescott of the Cowboys, and it's it's not a matter of, of whether you think Dak is the future or not, it's 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 more a matter of we're still questioning Dak after three full seasons of Isn't leading that team. And we're wondering,
5: oh well, geez, is he really worth it? Yet, you know, we were ready to write the check for Jimmy Garoppolo. Isn't that weird? I yeah. don't know what that – I, I mean, like right now I think if you polled a lot of people and said would you rather have Dak Prescott or Jimmy Garoppolo as your quarterback, I don't – I mean, I know what the answer was a year ago. I think mm-hmm. I, uh, it would have been uh, a dramatic uh, – landslide in favor of garoppolo now i don't know if 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 the injury the 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 big injury to the acl is is scared off some people but it is interesting how despite the the much larger sample size with dak there is still some sort of the element of the unknown that is seductive with garoppolo and i'm just i'm excited to to to, to figure out exactly how good Jimmy G can be.
0: It's the NBA draft. I'd rather take right. the freshman that came <laughs> off the bench than the yeah. senior, you know, who I pretty much know, you know, a lot more about. The man, totally. You know, may, I, I mean, that's the, just the, one of the things that I'm like, okay, is, that, is this where more information about someone is, is detrimental than just of the unknown and the hopes and dreams that you maybe have of someone flourishing? And that's what I think where the 49ers are sitting right now. He's yeah. Nick Ba. I'm Dan Bayer. This is Fox Sports Sunday coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800 947 Auto. The only hard part figuring out which way is easier. Andrew Luck retired yesterday, but there was also something very different about yesterday. We'll tell you what that is next here on Fox Sports Sunday.
5: This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen.
7: At Farmers Insurance, we have concrete evidence that parking under an industrial cement mixer—that's just asking for trouble. Seen it, covered it. Talk
8: to farmers. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Fox Sports Sunday. He's Nick Ba. I'm Dan Byer.
0: Glad to have you with us. Letting you know what is happening in the National Football League and the latest happening in the last 24 hours or so has been the retirement. Of Andrew Luck and Andrew Luck's retirement as the Indianapolis Colts quarterback kinda overshadowed what was going on yesterday, football wise, as the college football season got underway with two games. And just to give you an update, Nick, okay, an update. Give it to me. My my bracket right now for the college football playoff has Florida taking on Arizona. And then Hawaii would be taking on Miami. So there's the updated bracket. That's a pretty good. That's what I've got That's right now. That's pretty good. I'm not going to lie to yeah, you. Yeah, Arizona's loss to Hawaii puts them against the number 1 seeded Florida Gators. It's
5: unfortunate. But you know what? You do – I know people want to forget about it, but you got to remember that loss from yesterday. Yeah. you do got to You yes. got to remember that. You can't just forget about that.
0: I truly do believe, and and I've said this over the last couple of years, and, and last year I had an opportunity to prove me wrong, and I don't think that it really did, but September – doesn't matter in college football, and and if September doesn't matter,
5: August sure as heck doesn't. Oh gosh, it, yeah. I and mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, who's gonna who's gonna even like say because Florida was ranked in the preseason top ten. If they would have lost to Miami, I mean they'd have had every chance in the world to survive that loss. You know? Yes,
0: absolutely. Like if they were to reel off the rest of the way, all of their games with victories and win the SEC, Florida's going into the to the the tournament. There's there's no yes. question about that. So it was nice to have college football yesterday, but you growing up in the heart of college football and really the heartland of of this country
5: in Lincoln, Nebraska, week 0 didn't do it for you. It did I don't maybe I'm uh I'm I'm just caught up in my own feelings, but I almost avoided those college football games yesterday because I didn't want to acknowledge it as the official start to college football to me to, and to me I'm even not even this coming Thursday is not the start of college football it is this coming Saturday that's when it really feels like everyone's in action to me it's, a, it's akin to a, on a much lesser scale like when does the NCAA tournament March Madness start does it start in the play-in games or does it start on that Thursday at 11 o'clock it starts on Thursday. Yes. Come on. You know, like that's when the official thing kicks off. So I'm gonna I'm gonna die on this hill, I guess. I to me, college football officially doesn't get, get rolling until this coming Saturday.
0: College football doesn't start until you waste a good weather Saturday.
5: Like the there you go. Day, Maybe that's the best way to frame it. That's yeah. the
0: way to do it when you're like, man, it's nice outside.
5: But <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's like 80 games. Yeah, on that there's I a watch.
0: quadruple <laughs> header that I'm in game two of right now that I just don't want to turn away from. I know it's Ohio State and Florida Atlantic, and it's 75 degrees. And you know what? This Saturday, there's just no humidity at all. But still, I'm going to sit down. Oh, that's how you. That's how you end up. Do you? Knowing. Do you like?
5: the I, I, the way college football set up from the standpoint of it, of what we discussed how it's it's way easier to survive a a loss early than late like you and I both like golf like hey a missed putt on Thursday technically counts the same as a missed putt on Sunday on the back nine you know like they all kind of count and should matter but I don't think there's any question that if you're going to lose you'd much rather lose in September than November yes. if you want to survive it I
0: I Do think because we rarely get these matchups in preseason, that's I guess maybe the one thing that the preseason—I shouldn't say preseason—the early season games, the non-conference games, the marquee matchups that we do have, Mm -hmm. maybe don't play in as much because it's so focused on how the conference plays out, like it's. the year that we had when when DeAndre Francois a couple years ago from Florida State, it was 1-3 them against Alabama. Yep. He goes down with the broken leg and Florida State ends up you know, their season is awful. But There was a really good chance that if there was ever a decision to be made, you could go back to that specific game and say, okay, well who won that game and maybe who should get a spot? Well if Alabama's going to win the league, they're going to be in regardless of what they did in that game. And if Florida State would have won the ACC that year, then they probably would have gotten in regardless. That's just the one thing to me is I wish the marquee games that we have early on in the season really would have that effect later on because they're great to watch, but I just don't think that they
5: come into consideration considering how far right. away they are from the playoff. Well, because I think uh, and I mean, you, I know you remember that. I mean, the Ohio State's national championship season under Urban Meyer, they lost to Virginia Tech yep. in the second week of the season. It was on September 6th and I don't think there's any question that if that loss, and they ultimately obviously survived, they made the playoff, and they won a title, but if, if that loss, instead of on September 6th, is on November 6th? I don't know if they're able to to sneak into the playoff, and they ultimately won the whole darn thing. So it's a weird – it's just college football is in a weird spot with how that stuff is, is, is kind of viewed and structured.
0: I've got great news for you, though, Nick, even though you didn't like yesterday. There's a quick <laughs> way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes you could save 15% or more on car insurances. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Zero, I said had some value yesterday, but the number one next week, week one, will bring the heat. Oh, yes. He's Nick yeah. Ba. I'm Dan Bayer. This is Fox Sports Sunday. If the Colts could do it over again, would they? We'll tell you next. It's hard to believe, but the Joe Kobe Brissett era is now underway again in Indianapolis as Andrew Luck is retired from the NFL. It was the big news yesterday, but the... News is still being talked about today as Nick and I talk about that here on Fox Sports Sunday. If you ever missed the show, want to hear what we said in the first hour, just go to foxsportsradio.com. Click on Podcast, and that's where you would find Fox Sports Radio Weekends, and you can hear all of our great weekend programming. You can also listen live on the iHeartRadio app and at FoxSportsRadio.com as we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. We were talking a little while ago, Nick, about the Colts and their fortune of having Two premier quarterbacks lead that organization for the past 20-plus years. Right. And Peyton Manning having the, the reins for so long, and then Andrew Luck coming in in the 2012 draft when Peyton Manning had missed the season before because of his neck injury and the surgery that he had. You then move into the Andrew Luck era in Indianapolis, and surprisingly enough, it comes to an end in 2019, And that brings me to a point that I put up on on Twitter last night for the simple fact of I don't know if people think like I do because it was the first thing, one of the first things that came into my head was that if the Colts had an opportunity, and this is taking all personal and and, and what Andrew Luck has meant to the people in that organization over the last seven years, but if you knew in 2012 that you were going to get seven years from Andrew Luck without the results. Without without the results, if you knew you were going to get seven years of Andrew Luck, would you have moved on from Peyton Manning the way that the Colts did? And I have a hard time believing that they would have moved on from Peyton Manning
5: at that time. So you're saying if you know, like, you're you're framing the question, if you, you already know going into it that you, it's only going to be seven years.
0: Correct. Not saying... You only that you know that you're gonna get an AFC
5: championship game. right. That's all you know.
0: Yes, you Is only know seven years. I don't think that the Indianapolis Colts would have moved on from Peyton Manning. I,
5: I I uh I'm trying to sometimes it's it's hard to remember exactly what you were thinking at the time, but I felt like a lot of what the information was coming out of Indianapolis during that time was Who knows what Peyton Manning and how good he'll ever be moving forward with his neck? Like there wasn't there was there was some narratives out there and some some reports out there that Peyton Manning's neck was like, it's over, dude. Like it's it's over for him. And so I guess you're 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 weighing out which is do you want to roll the dice with Peyton Manning, not knowing for sure what you're gonna get with his neck, and understand that he's on his uh, last legs too, which I think we all knew he didn't have seven years left in him. Or do you want to roll the dice well, with seven years of luck?
0: Well, it's also it's more than that, Nick. In the fact of that, this is your franchise, right? Like Peyton Manning's face is more recognizable than the horseshoe. Like, like that's how popular Peyton Manning was. And to have that figure, and to say that, all right, we're going to move on. With the questions that you had, remember, it was a it was a tough, tough they, they had like their joint press conference to announce that Peyton was moving on because the decision was so difficult. But then Peyton went and visited with the Dolphins, visited with the Cardinals, visited yeah. with the Broncos, visited with with other teams. So he was going to play. He was going to try to come back. And if you knew that there were only going to be s- 7 years of it. Even if the next year or two, you know, maybe wouldn't have been as high the, the the highest of highs, I don't I don't know if the Colts necessarily do that because you say, "Hey, that's how much Peyton Manning meant to the organization." And I also will think and now if we're bringing in stuff that we know at that time, I think it had the sting to see Peyton go to two Super Bowls a sure, little bit. If you're the Colts, sure. to see him win one, to see him set the record for the best single season passing season that we've we've ever seen in the National Football League, to have him do it in an orange jersey and a Bronco helmet. If you're a Colts fan, that had the sting, and I and I know like th- there's there's the future and, and hope of moving on, and and I said at the time. You take 15 years of Andrew Luck, then maybe two or three of Peyton Manning. But now that we're at this point, looking back, I I just I wonder if things would have played out differently if if right. obviously if you would have known what would have happened.
5: It's so hard to not be uh, swayed by by what we know after the fact. You know what I mean? Like it's easy to say now, like hey, oh, you shouldn't invest in Blockbuster Video. Like, it's <laughs> like we knew, we now we now yeah, know that. That's... But like I think generally the school of thought i operate under is you're you're more often than not you're better moving off of a player too soon too early than too late especially when you had a guy that was at the time thought of as the best college quarterback prospect in a long time with Andrew Luck coming in and i understand we're understand that it's 7 years uh that we're we're getting with luck and i get that the facts are what they are but i I'm on the other side. I still think the Colts did the right thing, and I honestly, I honestly wonder if they had to do it over again. If they, if they wouldn't do it over again, I just, I don't know. I mean, it's it's so it's easy to say now. Well, you would have gotten the 50 touchdowns. You would have gotten maybe another Super Bowl mm-hmm. appearance. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't. You know, imagine Peyton in front. You know, playing behind that offensive line that Luck had to play behind. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you can get it. All of a sudden, you go down a rabbit hole of ifs and buts and ifs and buts. I just, it's. I, I try to go back to to how I felt at the time, and I just, I think it felt like it was, even though it hurt, and it always hurt, like it hurt to watch Brett Favre go play for the Vikings. You know, like ultimately, those things are going to hurt, but in the moment, it still felt like it was the right thing to do. Do you think?
0: And I'm opposing this
5: question because if it was any other
0: draft class that didn't have Andrew Luck, right? That it was, let's say, it was the Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota, 2015 class. If it was the 2016 class of Jared Goff going number one, are those are? Is that move made? Because we when we talked last hour, I mean the the number one pick in 2012 was likely going to be the best number one pick of the you know the previous five years and the next five years of that ten year span, like. Because Luck was who he was and because of the special quarterback that he was and the quarterback who stayed in school an extra year to end up then ends up going to Indianapolis, to have all of those things fall into place made the decision a little bit easier, but that didn't make it an easy decision. If you have these other guys out here of being like, okay, well, I don't know if Jared Goff's going to be that franchise signal caller. I don't know if Jameis Winston is going to be. They're going to be the number one pick, but you know, we don't even know if they're going to be franchise quarterbacks right now and they're, you know, three and four seasons into the league. I think that it's also a a maybe a difficult decision for the Colts at that yeah. time. Or at least a maybe an easier one for them to keep Peyton. But that's just I think no, it you're says right. so much about Peyton's role that he had with that organization it's- and who he was to to really like to to show like how difficult it was for them to move on from that. It
5: is hard. It it, it is it gets really tricky when you have a guy that is arguably, at, at, like you pointed out, he is your franchise. What that like? What those final years? It's hard to land that plane. You know, what I mean, look at what the Lakers with Kobe Bryant. You know, like ultimately you can make a case that that the lakers paying that massive contract to an old past his prime kobe bryant they're still somewhat trying to recover from 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 that in some ways and so it can get hard on how a franchise handles their the face of their franchise for so many years at the end of their tenure and so i i think when when you think about this situation in particular to me it's a combination of what i said of you know a mantra of you'd rather move off a player too early than than too mm-hmm. late but also you do have to take into consideration what's your option that you're moving on to so i like for me in that specific time the fact that i had andrew luck waiting in the wing i think i would have went with andrew luck but all those if it had been jared goff or Jameis winston Or Baker Mayfield. you know, one of the I I don't know if I would have that that might change it. So that's why it's kind of a there's so many different variables you have to combine. And that's why Peyton's stature
0: is was so so big with that organization because it was I mean, he was the organization. He truly was. He was the Indianapolis Colts. And that's and to, to make that move. And listen, we you mentioned Kobe in the NBA. It's different, maybe outside of a hockey and goalie. But if you play the NBA and you have two guys who can play, you know, the guard position. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll just play one. You know, maybe one will handle the ball more. We'll play the other one at the off guard, or we'll go small. There's ways you can figure out. If you have an ace pitcher, you're like, all right, well, we just have a great one-two. You know, now we've got Verlander and Garrett Cole, and so we we can fit these guys in. But you can't have two quarterbacks. You know, so, good point. You That's know, a good point. For that sport to do that, of figuring out ma- ways to work, gosh, just even talking about this more, to think about it, it's Peyton Manning's neck injury, their their inability to even plan for an injury that set them back, that then set them up to take Andrew Luck and, and talk about a bunch of uh, – a string of events that set them up for this position. It's it's remarkable that they even got there. But I just look – I I just – I I look at what happened yesterday, and I feel bad for Andrew Luck, and this is not meant to be anything personal, and it's not meant to have the Colts diminish what Andrew Luck has meant to that organization over the last seven years, because obviously it means a lot because nobody had a dry eye in that press conference, including the owner, including the head coach, and including the general manager. But in 2012, you have to remember how, how tough it was back then for them to say goodbye to Peyton Manning, and it had to be... The top quarterback in the draft, the generational quarterback, right, right. off of the season with the neck injury, to not be prepared to allow them to even move on from Peyton Manning, and that's, that's right. Yeah, so that's it's just a, you know, looking back hindsight, twenty twenty, you can have your opinions, but now if we knew now what you know, we knew then what we knew now, I think that there would be a lot more people that would say, you know what, we'll just take Peyton over these next couple of years and we'll ride off in the sunset,
5: which is crazy to think that. Over the course of even when Peyton was uh, setting the record in Denver and winning a Super Bowl and all that, like there still was—I don't know about you—I was still like, "Oh, the Indianapolis Colts made the right decision. They still made the right decision. They still—they—they they got their guy for the next decade yep. plus." But when that gets cut short. And all of a sudden, that guy now is is hanging it up. It does make you second guess some things. It is it is fascinating to think about if you had to do it over again, what you would do.
0: He's Nick Ba. I'm Dan Byer. This is Fox Sports Sunday. Get Nick on Twitter at Nick Ba. That's B A H E. I'm at Dan Byer on Fox. Coming up next, we'll ask an NFL insider if he had heard any rumblings about what was going down in Indy. That's coming up next here on Fox Sports Sunday.
7: At Farmers Insurance, we know there's a crucial difference between a kick drum pedal and your car's accelerator pedal. Because at Farmers, we've seen and covered it. We are farmers. Bum,
5: bum, bum,
8: bum, bum, bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state.
0: Fox Sports Sunday, he's Nick Ba. I'm Dan Bayer. While the college football season didn't start for Nick Ba yesterday, it sure did for Alex Marvez, our NFL insider from SiriusXM NFL Radio, joins us now
9: as he was chomping it up in Orlando. Hello, Alex. Hello, and thank you for bringing that up, Dan. And yes, indeed. What you know? What I got to say this? Orlando, amazing time. It was a huge party before the game, almost at the level of Florida, Georgia, not quite, but but pretty darn close. And and listen, I got to give UM credit hanging in there. But when your quarterback gets sacked. Ten times, it's awfully tough uh, to win a game if your name isn't Dave Craig. So I just think that you know, at least for the Gators, they survive and uh, we move on.
0: Uh, you guys don't know this, but Dave Craig's the reason I'm a Seahawks fan. So yeah, so that? he grew up uh, in the area that I grew up, and there was uh, you know some family connections, and yeah, so I'm glad. I'm glad we've got a Dave Craig reference already here on Fox Sports <laughs> Sunday. We peaked early. Yeah, now that we've got the Gators and Canes out of the way. How did you find out? Were you, were you in the stands? Did you get a text about Andrew Luck's retirement? How did you find out yesterday,
9: Alex? Guess, guess what? You, the internet wasn't working in the stadium. I don't know if it's uh, you know, my carrier or what, but at about 4.30, and I'm telling you, there were tens of thousands of more people around the stadium partying, you know what I mean, who had no plans on going to the game. and It was sure. an extremely tough ticket uh, to get in. I, I paid quite a few shekels uh, to get in myself, and so I didn't know till afterward. Quite honestly, and I'll tell you this too, when I'm like doing Florida football, I have a real passion for this. There's very few things I have a passion for, like, you know, as hobbies or sports, I'm always working, Mm -hmm. but like the Gators are one of them. So like, I don't want to be checking my phone, like and being on Twitter during a game, but I couldn't have gotten it anyway. Because I, I had no service. I found out uh, from the guy who was driving me back home afterward, my buddy who I went to the game with, and he's like, Andrew Luck retired. I'm like, really? And it took me back 15 years ago because almost at this exact time, it was just one month earlier, 15 years earlier, I remember having a party at my house till about 2 a.m., and then on the crawl on ESPN, hey, Ricky Williams retired. Like, how oh, well. oh, yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> same, type, same type of reaction for me from Andrew Luck. And you listen, people are still in absolute disbelief. People on the Colts... People surrounding the team because everything coming from Andrew Luck's mouth was positive about playing in the 2019 season, and the guy doesn't go out there and put himself through all these practices every day if he wasn't seriously considering, you know, playing. I don't think this crossed his mind until recently, and I think that's one of the reasons, like, you know, Adam Schefter reported that you're not going to see the Colts go after this guy's bonus money that he's already been paid. I think they realize, let's keep this window open, let's see if the guy wants to come back in 2020. Maybe he just needs a few more months away from football, get his head right, and then we'll keep his rights rather than alienating him by going after his cash.
8: Alex,
5: I feel like for the past month, every, every conversation I've had with you, I've asked about luck and, you know, what is going on? Is there, is there a part of you that kind of goes, oh, the, now, this, now the, the confusing reports and figuring out exactly what's going on, they kind of make sense now because there was a lot going on and ultimately it end, ended with the surprise that, that luck retired?
9: And he mentioned three different things wrong with his leg. Think about that. In his, in his post-news conference, he, he mentioned three separate issues that were going on uh, with, you know, with, with his body. And, I mean, that's like, wow. You know, he said a myriad of issues, a calf strain, a posterior impingement, and a high ankle sprain, all going on at the same time. And this, this injury for him has not been healing. And I think, too, just he was so scarred by what happened with his shoulder and listen, there's a lot of folks to blame, starting with Andrew Luck, who continued to play despite, you know, the, the fact that he was experiencing pain, the fact that it was affecting his throwing motion, but nobody from the Colts stepped up and recognized it. And, you know, I just think that the whole thing that ended up happening there is just in his mind now with this pain, going back through this again, has triggered something in him that, that just it doesn't take him to a good place. And I think for his own psychological well-being, he feels he needs to take some time away from football. Now, retirement is a really bold move. You could say, I need to take a leave of absence. I mean, and the other thing, too, you know, he's not getting paid by leaving. He could have cashed in on $18 million, I believe, this year in base salary had he just said, I'm going to rehab and I'll go on injured reserve. So for him to do this, I'm just telling you, a lot of people are just really stunned at the abrupt nature of this because it wasn't like something that Andrew was like Barry Sanders, guys knew in advance, like, you know, confidants. Months earlier, he was talking about it. It wasn't like Andrew Luck was confiding in anybody. I'm thinking about not playing. It just happened so quickly.
0: Alex Marvez joining us here on Fox Sports Sunday. He's Nick Ba. I'm Dan Bayer. You can hear Alex on Sirius XM NFL Radio. So, now the Colts are Jacoby Brissett's team. He's in the final year of his contract. How does this play out with Brissett and his future? Is this a, hey, you've got this season to prove it, otherwise maybe we'll move on? How do the Colts handle Jacoby Brissett now?
9: Oh, absolutely. I mean, because they're not going to commit anything long-term to him financially as long as the door is potentially open for Andrew Luck to return. I mean, I think we're going to go through the 2019 season, and listen, the Colts have cap space. They could extend them if they wanted to, but if you do in that again, you're going to close the door on Andrew Luck coming back. So what Luck has done is not only affected the team for the present, but it's affected the team for the future. And I would imagine that what will end up happening is, at some point come January, if this thing continues to go the way it is, or February, the Colts are going to talk to Andrew Luck and say, listen... The door is open for you to return, but we need to know if you want to play football or not because we have to make a decision come March. Are we going to draft a quarterback? Are we going to keep Jacoby Brissett? And, of course, that depends on his performance this year. Or are we going to go in free agency and get a quarterback? Are we going to make a trade? We need to know how to address the position. So I think for the next five months, everything's tied up. Jacoby Brissett is either playing as an audition to stick with the Colts in 2020, potentially beyond. And again, that's another situation, too. Do you keep the door open for two years for Andrew Luck? If Brissett is all that good, do you franchise tag him and have him play under that for 2020? Do you transition tag him? That sort of thing. So it's really wide open. But if it, the, the guy who benefits the most out of all this, beside every other team in the AFC South, is Jacoby Brissett. Because now he has a bona fide chance to show that he deserves to become a full-time starting quarterback in the NFL. And he's surrounded by a great team, to get this done. That's the wonderful part about this. You know, solid skill position players, the best scoring tight end in football, and Eric Ebron, quality offensive line, the one that Andrew Luck didn't have for so much of his career, Marlon Mack, T.Y. Hilton, he's got weapons. Now let's see if he can take advantage of them.
5: Alex, a week ago at this time, Mike Mayock was uh, giving his his statement, basically kind of calling out Antonio Brown of saying you're either all in or you're all out. Here we are a week later. Uh, looks like uh, Antonio Brown lost his second... Uh, helmet grievance with the NFL. What's I guess canned Antonio Brown question. What's the latest with Antonio Brown, Alex?
9: From what I understand, Mark Kelso is going to be lending him his helmet, <laughs> so we he can look like the great Kazoo. Mm-hmm. There you uh, you know, for, and, and bring that, of course, it won't pass the NFL safety test, uh, you know, when it comes to new helmets. So that's going to be Wait, the Kelso, third grievance. Kelso's wouldn't pass? That thing was huge. I know, right? Isn't <laughs> it insane? But the stuff becomes outdated. There's no padding in it. It was just just for show. Wow. Um, but, you know, but I mean, it, and it's interesting as well. I mean, someone reported that, uh, that he, is, he was going to also sign a deal, like a marketing deal, on the helmet and that that's going to be connected to this. So, you know, for Antonio Brown, and, and hopefully for him he finds the right lid. I, the You know, the thing is, we're not going to see Antonio Brown at all this preseason, and if his goal is to avoid having to practice, uh, he did a pretty darn good job, you know, blowing up this helmet issue to extreme proportions because John Gruden, uh, you know, as he's sitting there telling you how great the field was, the 80-yard field up in Winnipeg on Thursday night, he sat 41 players, some due to injuries, but every frontline starter was rested, so, no Antonio Brown to, to work his way into this offense to show that he's in sync with Derek Carr. It's going to be very interesting at the start of the season to see just how ready Antonio Brown is to be Antonio Brown once again.
0: Alex Barvez joining us here on Fox Sports Sunday. He's Nick Ba. I'm Dan Byer. I'm concerned about Kirk Cousins in Minnesota. And yet I, it's not even yesterday's 3 of 13 performance against the Cardinals, it's what happened last year, it's what the Vikings have at stake. How much concern should Minnesota have about the play of their starting quarterback?
9: I'm not panicked about it because I really think this offense is going to play to his strengths. And week two is a better a better game for him. It's funny you think about it for the Cardinals, and it's sort of like a, I don't want to get mystical on you here, but the Chinese, the Wu Wei symbol, the Dow, <laughs> right? And like some, you know, we, like one week good, one week bad type of thing. Arizona, when you look like you did against the Oakland Raiders in week two you're going to come out week 3 trying to, you know, showcase something, right? Trying to show that you're not that bad a team. Whereas for the Vikings, the offense looked so darn good, at least the starting offense did, you know, the previous week uh, against uh, Seattle that You know, I think that there was a bit of a letdown. And I just think the Cardinals were were a hungrier team in a preseason game for what that is. I know the strengths of this offense for Kirk Cousins. He'll be on the move. Dalvin Cook scoring on an 85-yard run is awfully encouraging. He'll have the running game that he hasn't had so far with the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, and listen, if it doesn't work, I mean, obviously that, that costs people jobs. Right, generally. And they're on the hook with this guy. It's not like, because the entire contract is guaranteed, unless you want to release him outright and swallow $28 million or so in dead money next year, I mean, you're in for a penny, you're in for a pound. So if Kirk Cousins is not great this year, well, then look for the Vikings to potentially draft a first-round quarterback, a second-round quarterback, have someone waiting in the wings when Cousins' contract is set to expire. Maybe Cousins would even work out a buyout, but I don't think it's going to come to that because I just think Gary Kubiak makes that much of an impact. You have a great supporting cast on defense. The big thing for Kirk, got to win the big game, man. I mean, his record against winning teams is pretty abysmal. That's got to change, and is it systemic from the teams he's played for or is it Kirk Cousins' problem that he's just not that good? We're going to find out in 2019 for sure.
5: Alex, excluding the Indianapolis Colts because of Luck's retirement, has anything happened over the past three weeks of preseason football that has really altered how you view a team and this upcoming season, good or bad?
9: I am so glad you asked that question. And part of that is because I go on this, this training camp tour with SiriusXM, XM, so I check out teams and I have that penchant to sometimes fall in love with a team that like, I didn't feel that great about to begin with. I go in, I see the team, and I'm feeling a lot better about them, right? Mm -hmm. And then I let that affect my judgment. And then I forget that it's the preseason. And, you know, like Arizona, I went to the Cardinals. I thought they'd be the worst team in football last year going in. I got fooled. I went there. I thought, oh, yeah, this will be fine. Sam Bradford, and they have this great attitude, and Bradford <laughs> will be okay till Rosen is ready. And Oh, yeah, I'm talking myself into this sort of thing. Oh, yeah, the new defense, it'll be good for Patrick Peterson. He'll love it. Everything's going to be great. Steve Wilkes will be there 100 years as head coach. And the next thing you know, they're going to the worst record in the NFL, and everything that I thought was going to happen didn't happen. I think what it does sometimes is it reaffirms a few things, like the Miami Dolphins are really bad. So it reaffirmed what the Dolphins are to me because they're just, they're just abysmal. I can see that sort of thing. And, you know, you like to see some of the young players and, you know, show something in, in some of these preseason games, but you just can't get carried away. Because, for example, I really think the third preseason game, that's where you see defenses work on a lot of their blitzes. And to me, that's where, like, you know, offenses just aren't prepared to handle a lot of this stuff. They put in a game plan, but it's not that game plan specific. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. you can just get fooled. By this sort of thing, but one thing I did learn, and uh, it just reaffirmed what I thought going in, Daniel Jones is not only pretty darn good, but how about a different looking Eli Manning? I mean, the guy's thinner. He looks like he has a livelier arm. He's running twenty yards downfield to throw a block in the Bengals game. I'm telling you, he's not. Look, it's. I don't know if we're ever going to see vintage Super Bowl Eli again. But I will tell you this, the guy looks a lot better than he has at this time in the preseason for the past number of years. And I think that having Daniel Jones there was a nice kick in the us to tell him, if you're going to finish this thing up, you've got to have the best season that you can at this point of your career, or else Daniel Jones is ticking your job, man.
0: My rule of thumb is everybody stinks except New England. That, so that's what I think of the preseason. <laughs> 31 teams stink, New England's New England, and then we'll see how it plays out in the regular season.
9: You That's just, how it is. Yeah. New England season doesn't even start till October, so we have the four preseason <laughs> games in the month of September, and then they get going.
0: Oh, he's Alex Marvez, fresh off that Gators victory over the Canes. Find him on Twitter at Alex Marvez. Here him on SiriusXM NFL Radio. Appreciate it, Alex. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you,
9: gentlemen. Go Gators. Be good.
0: He's Nick Ba. I'm Dan Bayer. We are not saying go Gators, Nick. That's just let's for make Alex. it clear. Yeah, right. yeah we, that was. At Alex Barvez, that said that. <laughs> you can listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app and FoxSportsRadio.com. Coming up next, Nick is sick of you. Yeah, we'll explain yeah. in just a little bit, but first, Ralph Irvin gives us the latest of what is happening. Well, hello, thank- Ralph. Th- th-
9: hello, hello. And we
0: weren't talking about you, Ralph. We're just saying. I'm not sick of yeah, you, Ralph. Yeah, no, yeah, no, 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 no. It's okay. <laughs> that, that's how it is. That's We're how it not. is. We're not.
2: But you were talking about the NFL issues, and Antonio Brown did lose his second grievance hearing with the NFL over using that old helmet. Pro Football Talk is reporting that he will choose a custom-made model, and that uh, choice will be a part of an endorsement deal, so it may all oh, work out just fine for Antonio Brown. Yeah. As for Andrew Luck, Adam Schefter reporting that Luck and the Colts agreed to let Andrew keep the $24.8 million he otherwise may have had to forfeit back to the team. They are certainly trying to maintain a good agreement between them just in case he decides to come back. And this all happened last week, so this was pretty well known within the organization that he was going to be making this decision. Jay Gruden, by the way, is named Case Keenum as the starting quarterback in Washington for their season opener. They're going to wait and see how Colt McCoy heals up and also how Dwayne Haskins develops. So we go from that to saying that online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. On the Diamonds right now, they are in the top of the 11th, Washington and the Cubs tied at 5. They still keep going there. St. Louis' a 6 runs second inning. They now lead Colorado 7-2. They are in the 5th inning and San Francisco gets a 2-run single in the 7th from Evan Longoria. They take the lead 5-4 at Oakland. They are now in the 8th inning. We'll be back to Dan and Nick in 10 seconds, but first, a word from Farmers.
7: Farmers Insurance knows the difference between a car hitting your bumper and a clown car hitting your bumper. <laughs> Because at Farmers we've seen and covered it. We are Farmers.
8: Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchange and affiliates. Products not available in every state.
0: Thank you very much, Ralph. It is Fox Sports Sunday. I'm Dan Byer. He's Nick Bob. Find Nick on Twitter at nick Baugh. I'm at Dan Byer on Foxes. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. We've almost made it. We've almost made it through the preseason. We have less than a week to go as all of the NFL preseason games will wrap up on Thursday. And then we can look ahead to the regular season. And you're ready to put all that in the rearview mirror. Like, yeah? Like right now. Already. I'm ready
5: right now. And I, just because... Yeah, I don't know if I just happened to l- hop on twitter at the at the wrong time, but there was uh, there was one tweet I saw that and it, and it's something you hear a- at times you don't hear it all the time, but I have seen this school of thought out there of boy I tell you, I can't believe the NFL charges full price on tickets for these preseason games oh, it's just it's robbery, it's ridiculous. I mean, give it a break. Like, let's not act like we we don't all know exactly what we are getting ourselves into with preseason NFL football. Not everyone's going to play. The stars for certain teams might not play at all. There might be one series. Don't you think that, like, consumers yeah. know what they're getting well, with
0: preseason football, right? Yeah, and I do think that some teams have gone to measures to alleviate that, and I will bring up a point that Jim Ursay, the Colts owner, uh, outside of the Andrew Luck news, but Ursay made the point once of saying, okay, we, we get that the preseason games maybe don't have the value of the dollar amount on your ticket, but if the New England Patriots come to your town, does the ticket or the, does the, the ticket value on the face of your ticket change? No, right. it doesn't. So right. the value of maybe seeing a Patriots game would be, I don't know, two or three times the face value of the ticket that you ended up buying. And and so the the, the the point of that is usually when you buy season tickets you just have to buy them all. And 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 people get mad about hey I have to buy the preseason. Okay well well then in the regular season when your team's playing for a division title with that home game in week 17 that everybody wants a ticket to Maybe it evens out a little bit there. So we agreed. That's we just, a good point. Yeah, we we looked to we looked to complain about things, and I do think that some teams have like gone to measures to change. But you know, Ursay's point is is number one, it even it, it it evens out. Number two, if you're buying a ten pack of season tickets, why even put the value of the price on the ticket? And I know right. as the owner, you could probably change it, but that's what seems to get everybody in an uproar. Uh, listen, I get it if you're going to Canada and the games being run by a promoter who is jacking up the prices <laughs> yeah. and then nobody plays in the game I would be very disappointed in that but otherwise if we're giving to my 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 aunt and uncle have season tickets to the Green Bay Packers now, it's a little different because there's there's kind of two-season ticket packages. There's some for a Milwaukee audience where they call a gold package, and then there's the other package. They have the other package where they get one preseason game and five regular season games, I, I believe, or six regular season games. And they gave away their tickets to the preseason game. Just gave them away because they knew about the value of it. The right. person who took the tickets – they know
5: about the value exactly. of the ticket. Like they They're, understand it's We're not there's no there's no deception here yeah. or anything like like wait a minute this isn't a regular season and wait a minute Brady isn't I mean there's th- let's yeah. not act like there is there is deception here. I mean it's like when I don't, I don't love Starburst, but I know if I get a pack of Starburst, there's gonna be a yellow one in there. Like I, I know that going in. <laughs> no,
6: like I can't. Those like, are the what? worst too. They're me... awful. Yeah. But you,
5: you deal with it. You know, you're like I, I'm not gonna like write Starburst a letter and be like, I this is, I had no idea that there would be a yellow Starburst <laughs> in here. Is this the way it is? You're just, like, wait, what? what? Where's Rogers? <laughs> what? Hey, wait, wait, oh, hey, oh, oh, hey, hold on, hold on. Wait now, yes. hold on now. You telling me, Mahomes is it? Why is Mahomes not starting? What did he get hurt? What
0: like? Oh God! Rogers doesn't have his shoulder pads on. Tim, what's <laughs> going on here? What'd you bring me to this junk? What you is know, this? Yeah, I, I no, I agree with you, and it's the same thing over and over and over again. And this is, I Nick, I've I've said this to you before, but I am we are six days away from hearing. Why does college football even have preseason rankings? What, what's <laughs> no. what's the point? I mean, because somebody's going to lose next week yep. against the team that they shouldn't have lost to, but it's going to be an upset, and then we're so it's the same argument over and over again. And I honestly don't think, like, like when you go on Twitter, wouldn't it be like the time where you actually buy the ticket? The way you would want to complain, but people are holding back <laughs> right. until the actual game is on to voice their angst. To then
5: get angry, oh. just drives me nuts. Dan Byer,
0: that's a tradition unlike any other.
5: It is, unfortunately.
0: And I don't even. And and honestly, I don't even think that it's legit for some of the teams anymore because I do think teams have lowered their prices right. for preseason tickets.
5: Right. So, and and I just think again. Everybody knows what they're getting themselves into. My, my, Everybody. I went, I'm, so this Gavin, is Gavin. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> executive producer Gavin Kinzel. my introduction.
6: Oh. I went to the Chargers Seahawks game yesterday, $30 tickets. Now, the parking was $100, which was ridiculous. <laughs> oh, my. But that's their own issue with where they're at right sure, now. Yep, sure. Yeah, but the yep, tickets yep, yep. were cheap. Yeah. There you sure.
0: go. Did you
6: park on the twenty
0: yard line? Because those <laughs> hundred bucks. My girlfriend Man. has a broken foot right now too, so ah, I couldn't convince chivalry. her to walk. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that was gee. a tough one. Look at you. Oh, if I would have known that parking five hundred dollars for the broken foot people, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right across the street. Uh, he's Nick Ba. I'm Dan Bayer. That's Gavin Kinzel, our executive producer. Gavin, where can they find you on Twitter? At Gavin Kinzel. There it is. That? At Gavin Kinzel, Sam Kinsley, our executive or technical producer. Find him on Twitter at Iowa Sam 99, right, Sam? Correct Amundo. Ralph Irvin is here as well. That's gonna be your team, Nick. Yes. Yep. In the nick of time. I haven't heard how last week went. Oh so I, got him. I I I am I am ready to hear that and so much more. And I'll just give you a hint. Coming up next on Fox Sports Sunday, he's Nick Ma. I'm Dan Bayer. We test Nick Ba's knowledge of college football. That's Ooh. all we'll say. That Ooh. coming up next year on Fox Sports Radio.
4: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel...
2: He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed.
1: Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
6: Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
7: At Farmers Insurance, we know the sound of a perfect hot air balloon landing, and a less than perfect one
8: seen it covered it talk to farmers
5: we are farmers bum, 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 bum,
7: bum.
8: underwritten by farmers truck fire insurance exchanges and affiliates products not available in every state fox sports sunday i'm dan
0: Byer. he's nick ba glad to have you with us as we're coming to you live from the geico fox sports radio studios find nick on twitter at nick ba I'm at Dan Beyer on Fox, or as my sheet says, Beyer on Fox, which isn't correct. I don't even know if that's a Twitter (laughs) handle. The reason it's different is because last week you were flying solo yeah, because I was back home trying to play golf, but then pulled a muscle in my rib cage, so Sunday wiped out. So I was able to tune into the uh, Nick Bach experience. Never did I hear, you know, and my good friend Dan Beyer is out today. And then Gavin goes, No, he started the show with it. Yes, he led I, with it. I said, No, all I heard was Nick Ba flying solo, no one it else around.
5: It is my up. time. It is my Dan <laughs> Who. That, it was the Dan Who show. What, That's what it was. What
0: I did find out, though, or what I did hear, was that in the nick of time was turned around on the crew, where oh, you yeah. gave. Gavin, Sam, and David Gascon was at the news desk, an opportunity to uh, sit in the, or Ralph Ralph was there at the time. Correct. Sorry, so it's Ralph back-to-back, back. but they were in the hot seats. Heck, the hot love seats, if you will, or couch. As you turn the tables, this is how things went a week ago on In the nick of Time. Oh, this is tough. Brutal. Marcus Smart. Correct! Oh,
6: my! Uh, Brooke uh, Lopez. Oh, that was complete luck. What was this? Team USA players? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and all I remembered <laughs> like at the very end I just knew there was a ton of Celtics on it. Yeah.
5: So I was like yes. smart. Basically oh. it's the Boston Celtics. Team USA is the Boston Celtics, pretty much.
0: I I, mean. I I watched a little of Team USA Australia and I said Yikes. it was like a Magic Hawks game. Like they were like they were all NBA players on the floor, but it wasn't like the like the amount of talent was like obscene. <laughs> right. Maybe Hornets Magic is the better example that we saw. But, uh, yeah, so so a, a failed proposition with the crew. We've only got one win in this game so far. Sad. But, but Soon Nick, to be two. Yeah. I actually have a really good feeling about today. Oh,
5: boy. And see, now, now you're setting the bar too high. You you're will, setting it too high. You man. will
0: have Gavin, you will okay. have Sam, and yeah. you will have Ralph at your disposal. If you're just tuning in, I give Nick a topic, and Nick has to name off the answers about that topic. This time... There are 21 possible answers. Oh, I only God. want 11 of them. I only Eleven. want 11, okay. just more than half. So there are a lot of possibilities of of the topic that you're going to have to guess. Now, if Nick doesn't know an answer, and because I felt bad about the day that I said made you say Tommy Fraser was overrated, yeah, it hurts. Your your phrase today is the Nick Bob podcast launches tomorrow. Oh, uh, look that, at you! Yeah, I, and, I, that, I like. and that and that right. will that will reveal an <laughs> answer. That okay. will reveal an answer if you are stumped.
5: But But, I can lean on my guys, too. Yes, you can call out out to Ralph, to Sam, or Gavin if
0: you are stumped on this topic. And are you ready for the topic? I am. You will have 75 seconds to find 11 states with three or more FBS programs. Your time starts now. Okay, Florida. That is correct. That is one. Texas. Correct. Ohio. That is correct. Um, Oklahoma that is correct
5: California that is correct uh, let's go to Gavin I'm blanking here uh, let's go Arizona that is incorrect let's go with uh, the Nick Bob podcast launches tomorrow how about the great state of Virginia with four so where are we at? Six here? Six. Iowa, Sam. Well, let's, uh, uh, yes. let's go with Sia. What do you What do you got, Sam?
0: Alabama. Alabama is correct. There Five. Right. Five. Um, good golly. You got need four more. Come on, Ralph. Give it Louisiana. to me. Louisiana. Yes, correct.
5: What are we missing here? States oh, with
0: three gosh. or more FBS programs.
5: The Dick Bob podcast launches tomorrow.
0: How about the great state of Indiana with four? two more to go
5: gosh come on fellas just
0: think of a state just think of a state just name a state michigan correct oh so close so close He uh, got 10 michigan had five here were the other options Oh, wait. Sam, did you have one?
6: Can I offer up some guesses here? Sure. Go ahead. I'm also going to say Arkansas and Utah. Uh,
0: Utah is one. That is correct. I wouldn't have got that. I had Georgia and Pennsylvania. Georgia and Pennsylvania. Yes, correct. You also had Colorado, Illinois, Kentucky, Mississippi, New York, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Tennessee, outside of the ones that you guessed
5: (sighs) correctly. That one hurts. So that close. One hurts. So, so close. we're we're looking at one vi- we're we're uh one victory in the in the nick of time so far. <laughs> this is not good. What what
6: throws us off sometimes is when. Like, Nick will give one of our answers we have written down yeah. right yeah, before he I goes bet. to
5: us. And it's like, right. Oh. then you're just, yeah. yeah, you're caught off guard and you're just blank. That's where, again, that's, you had one where I could have just named countries. And I just couldn't, like, obviously I was like, <laughs> just pick a state, Nick. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I, name, I
0: know. A name, name a state. Name a state, Nick. should name a state? I should have taken Alaska off the board as well. You and, you know, I'd, I'd appreciate it. Yeah, Alaska didn't work. But there were some <laughs> that were a little unique, you know, like Indiana. I wouldn't, Yeah. You know, so Mm -hmm. yeah, bunch of schools. Yeah, so So you got a bunch of schools. Uh, He's Nick Ba. I'm Dan Byer. This is Fox Sports Sunday. Coming up next, the 2019 preseason has surprised
4: you. We'll tell you why. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for or the perfect table. Hey, where are you coming? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing.
6: Less than a week
0: away from putting the 2019 NFL preseason to bed. Once it gets going, it kind of goes quickly. It really does. Yeah, because we've got like all the games end up on Thursday and then you've got the cuts on Labor Day weekend. Plus, everybody's looking ahead to Labor Day weekend and then after that you can dive right into football. College football will carry over next weekend. But the NFL preseason is almost, almost donezo. And thank goodness for that as we will have real football to talk about Two weeks from today, week one will be yeah, hot and heavy. We'll almost be wrapping up week Woo-hoo. one, considering you know, what time of day we are.
1: Crazy oh, so to think. Exciting.
5: So I can't wait to. I just can't wait to overreact to. You know, it's just like I'm just gonna break. I'm gonna. It's it's human nature to overreact. Next weekend, everything we see in college football, this guy's terrible. That team's great. Same thing with the NFL. I mean, it's just. It's it's We talk about traditions unlike any other. Overreacting to the very first... Heck, we overreact to preseason football, what we're about to get into now. I mean, you know when the regular season comes, people kind of go a little too far with
0: this. One of my favorite things to see is the transaction wire in fantasy football leagues. Oh, in, yeah. In, like, after, after the first... After yeah, week right, one. Right. Like, for every Anquan Bolden, there is you know, a Jared Cook. I remember Jared Cook had like this amazing game week one as a tight end. Was a free agent. Everybody picks him up, and then doesn't come to fruition. Anquan Bolden in his debut for the Cardinals. Yeah, that worked out pretty well, and ended up continuing. But it's time and time and time again. Everybody <laughs> yeah. loads it, up after the after week one of trying to find out who the superstars are, who the, who these surprises are going to be, and uh, and then you're stuck with that guy for the next four weeks.
5: It, it is even one of one of my favorite memories was because you know when you you sit behind a microphone and you you give your opinion on things certain fan bases remember what you say and they'll give you real in the moment feedback on what they thought of your your comments or whatever so i a couple years ago i was very skeptical whether nebraska's quarterback is gonna be able to throw the ball effectively and dan on the first drive of the season he completed a handful of passes and nebraska scored and my Twitter, go, <laughs> eat it, ba! You don't know anything. I mean, after the first series, I'm like, okay, we're five <laughs> minutes into the season, and everybody's already rendering things as like facts. Or I was way wrong. Just it's it's great. It's uh, it's that we're also football. We're starving. For football right now, so anything we can get. They're
0: sending you video clips with your Twitter address and the quarterback's Twitter address to be like, how about this, at (laughs) Nick Ba? <laughs> CC, you know Adrian Martinez or yeah. what, or
5: whatever it was at the time. It was Tommy yeah. Armstrong, oh. <laughs> and it, it was Mike Riley's first year in Nebraska. And I was like, I don't think he's gonna be able to throw the ball like that. And first series, he he like you know he looked like Tom Brady out there. But then he ultimately was second in the country in interceptions, and Nebraska had a losing record. So I I ended up being right, Dan Beyer, But at the time, five minutes into the first quarter of the first game, I was dead wrong and an idiot to ninety nine percent of the people.
0: I've done the fantasy football show with Mike Harmon here on Fox Sports Radio for the last four years. And last year, entering the draft, so this is entering the twenty eighteen fantasy draft. There were really there were four running backs that you really were thinking like, okay, this could be this is going to be one of the the guys that I may take with my top pick. Todd Gurley was one of them. Ezekiel Elliott was one of them. Le'Veon Bell was – be, totally. Because we still thought, yeah. okay, he's going to right. show up at one point.
5: He ain't going to sit the whole season yeah. out. Like <laughs> right. That was yeah. all thought. He'll show
0: up week one, and then he'll be fine, and the Steelers will be the Steelers. The point being is we didn't put Kareem Hunt in the top four mm. from the Kansas City Chiefs. And it wasn't that we had Kareem Hunt 39th on our list. And, and this was last year, remember. It was just that when you were trying to figure out who you were going to take with the first overall pick, there seemed to be three or four running backs that that you were trying to decipher. I, I don't know if the other one was David Johnson. I can't remember who, who he had, but I know it was it was Le'Veon Bell, Todd Gurley, and Ezekiel Elliott. Were, was were Melvin three Gordon there at all? Was may, it it may actually? have been even Alvin Kamara. Maybe. Okay, maybe yeah. but, but it was one of those four. But the point being is, we didn't have Kareem Hunt and... It wasn't like Kareem Hunt was way down. He just didn't make that top four. It could have been Mm -hmm. top five, could have been top seven. So one guy would tweet me constantly and be like, you know, and Kareem Hunt was off to an amazing start of the season last year. Great start. Every week I would get a tweet. Finally, like week nine, I'm like, all right, I can't stand this. Enough. Yeah, right. (laughs) Well, we all know how it ended for Kareem Hunt. Yes, And I so wanted to just take a picture of the fantasy football points. Right. And show no Kareem Hunt in the top four and just send it, uh, And you know, to be like, yes. hey, to whom hey, it may concern. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Random thought out there. But yes, this is what this is what ends up happening is there's a lot no that doubt. happens in the preseason, and it's very early in week one you end up overreacting. In the NFL preseason, we overreact. I've talked a lot about Kirk Cousins. I think that there are reasons to, you know, to be concerned if you're mm-hmm. a Minnesota Vikings fan. But you know, on the on the flip side of it as well, you know, Kyler Murray plays well yesterday. But I still have some questions on how the Arizona Cardinals are actually totally. going to transition into playing this type of offense. And have have heard rumblings that they really haven't unleashed it yet, their full air raid offense. Well, if, if we see what we saw against the Raiders, that proves you know some skepticism on my part. But there hasn't been anything... You know, uh, Tony Pollard having success for Dallas, I'm sorry. I don't think that they're set if Zeke doesn't report. It's, you're it's, not you're not saying Zeke? who? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Even jokingly. You yeah. know, I I mean, like the the fact is is I I I think I'm with you where there hasn't been a lot to happen this preseason outside of the Andrew Luck retirement to make me change how I think things are going to play out. And and
5: that's what, you know, it was funny. We talked to Alex Marvez about this, and, and and, and he talked about how it's always challenging to not succumb to that, where during this time, I mean, heck, we're talking about overreacting to things that happen in the season. That's sometimes hard not to do. This is the preseason, and I really think outside of Luck's astonishing retirement that's not even 24 hours old now, I don't know if there's anything that's really altered how I see a team good or bad. I mean, I suppose the Derwin James injury with the Chargers is relatively significant. He was a Pro Bowler, but I mean, if you go to Vegas, I mean, even Pro Bowl quarterbacks are worth what? Like a point or two and you know, I mean, they it's they're not worth a ton, so I don't know how much a, a defensive back is really worth. Mm-hmm. I just I I uh, and in kind of jotting some things down, the thing I realize is that Teams can, like, you can only alter how I view you negatively in the preseason, not positively. I can't envision anything that would happen in the preseason that would make me go, N- I didn't think you were going to be a playoff team. Now I think you're going to be a playoff team. I just don't even know what that would look like.
0: Yeah, I, I think... I don't think that there's anything that can be done just because when anybody does well on offense, you're like, well, they were just playing the base defense, yep. right? There's not much going on. And then if you just don't do anything with the offense, you know, we're we're hearing about blitz, blitz packages that were thrown in and maybe why this wasn't working. I look at the, like the overall, the over you mentioned the Derwin James injury, unfortunately for the chargers, like they've just had, I mean, <laughs> whether it be injuries or whatever, like the preseason is just not their friend. No. And, you know, with the Derwin James thing, the Russell Okun situation, the Melvin Gordon holdout, that's something that I think if you were trying to figure out, okay, do I pick the Chiefs to win the division or do I pick the Chargers to win the division? Maybe that would alter. Yeah, that's but that's fair. Don't, I don't yeah, know if anybody right. was saying, you know what, Chargers aren't going to make the playoffs, considering, you know, Derwin James should return later on in the season where last year that's where the Chargers were playing the best football.
5: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that I yeah, like there could be maybe that would nudge something in what like we already thought the Chiefs were going to be really good. Duh, a lot of people yeah. would pick them to win the Super Bowl. That might th- what's happening with Derwin James and with the holdout with uh w- with Melvin Gordon like that might be enough for you to to solidify your Yep, I definitely can't say he's going to win that division. That I totally understand. I just there isn't anything that you can turn on during the preseason outside of a of an injury uh, that that it would really make you go man i'm totally chant let me let me go to the dry race board and wipe off all that i thought of that team and and start from scratch cuz it's totally different now that it's if you really i mean put a pen to paper and really talk, start to write down things that have greatly altered how you predict and project the season it's, it's, you don't you, you don't, it's not going to take very long in all reality. I
0: find it interesting when a guy makes a big play or doesn't make a big play late in a preseason game where the conversation is that could be the difference between a roster <laughs> spot or not. Like really, like like
5: right? Isn't that funny? I've always struggled with that. Like a guy catches a comeback route for an eight-yard gain, he'd be like, "He might make the team." You're like, "Really?" That's (laughs) there was that comeback route in the fourth quarter. That's what's going to get him on the roster.
0: There, There, there was. I was, you know, Gavin was at the the Seahawks Chargers game last night, and and I was watching the game on television, and. Like two things stuck out to me. Like CJ Procyse was actually healthy and and didn't get hurt playing, which was a boost for the Seahawks because he had been hurt so much. But their rookie Gary Jennings, a wide receiver out of West Virginia, who was battling for some wide receiver spots, and now because of some of their injuries, maybe fortunate enough. But he had a he had a catch on the sidelines that was ruled out of bounds because uh, his toe was out of bounds. Right. But then you see that on Twitter, like that could be the difference between <laughs> Garrett. really like yeah, like just because, because of the the he got two feet down and just missed it by two inches I, to me it's like all right you have the ability to get your feet down in that situation that shows me that you can do it we just have to make sure that you're more aware or the throw has to be in this certain spot I yes. I, I find it I find it funny that that people think that one play can determine if a guy's going to make a 53 man roster
5: it is funny how we all we all succumb to that a little bit by the way you bring up Seattle where they're a team I don't know necessarily what your expectations are of them but there are a handful of teams that are are rarely if ever discussed that you know, I mean, I like, would it shock you if Seattle it, it makes some noise this year? I don't know if it would shock me, but it, it's just, it is, it's amazing how many there are certain teams that just gobble up mm. all the headlines and take all the oxygen, oxygen out of the room, and you just don't talk about certain teams enough, probably, and Seattle might be one of them.
0: And it's, it's surprising considering Russell Wilson's the highest paid quarterback now in the national football league. Right. You think right, that, somehow be, that came and went. Yeah, there would be a lot more focus on that. Surprisingly enough, it may not be him that is the reason. They have got uh, some issues defensively because just up front, their right. linebackers are fine. They've got you know some of the best linebackers in the game, if not the best linebacker in Bobby Wagner. There may be some questions a little bit on their back end as well, but you lose Jaron Reed, your defensive tackle, for the first six games because of a PED uh, suspension you traded away frank clark who is really your only pass rusher this offseason in that deal where he's now in kansas city your first round pick lj colliers missed most of the preseason because of injury and ziggy Anta, who was going to be the free agent to kind of take frank clark's spot has also been banged up and for as great as the seahawks teams have been in the past dating back to when they won the super bowl and even were starting to make the playoffs their defensive front has always been a key that isn't totally. talked about. And, totally. And whether it be dating back to to, to Bubbles guy Brandon Meebane who on the offensive line through him to uh, – or defensive line to uh, Chris Clemens to Cliff Averill who's now gone, Michael Bennett. All of those guys on the defensive line have been so key for Seattle that that actually may be
5: a weakness –
0: Entering the right. season, so it's something to
5: at least. That watch is interesting. Out for think, yeah, yeah, there are certain teams that have had have always been built on a certain st- uh area of the football team, and how that, and and taking that into consideration and where that looks projecting. It's kind of they've uh they've had to kind of reinvent themselves. Seattle has kind of had to reinvent themselves uh, a little bit. They've had to do that on the fly over the last couple yeah. of years.
0: Funny, funny statistic from their Super Bowl win because so much had been made for years about Seattle's offensive line and their inability to get anything done. And some of that was with Tom Cable thinking that he could take defensive linemen and turn them into productive linemen in the National Football League. The Seahawks, when they beat the Broncos in Super Bowl 48, had the highest paid offensive line in the NFL. Wow. Yeah, so that that, I mean, when you think back to, and then they went away from that, Russell uh, Wilson was a guy who could move, so maybe you don't want to pay as much for a left tackle. Well, you know, then a year or two ago they make the trade to get Dwayne Brown from the Houston Texans. They've kind of shored up their offensive line and last year led the NFL in rushing. So back to more of a rushing team. I just don't know if the defense will be like the Legion of Boom days that you
5: had in years I past. I highly doubt it. Yeah. I highly doubt
0: it. He's Nick Ba. I'm Dan Bayer. This is Fox Sports Sunday. You can reach Nick on Twitter at Nick Ba. I'm at Dan Bayer on Fox. No pain, no gain in the National Football League. Is that the disconnect between fans and players? We'll tell you next year on Fox Sports Sunday.
4: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events.
6: From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
7: Farmers Insurance knows the difference between a car hitting your bumper and a clown car hitting your bumper. Because at farmers we've seen and covered it.
8: We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state.
0: Maybe the craziest thing about Andrew Luck's retirement is the way that it unfolded. We'll get to that in about ten minutes or so. It is Fox Sports Sunday. He's Nick Ba. I'm Dan Beyer. You can always reach us on Twitter. I'm at Dan Beyer on Fox. You can find Nick on Twitter at Nick Ba. And if you want to listen to the show. You can listen on the iHeartRadio app and FoxSportsRadio.com. That's also where you can find the show if you miss it. Just click on Podcasts, search Fox Sports Radio Weekends, and find all of our great programming here on Fox Sports Radio.
5: Dan, there are, I think there are disconnects that are prevalent in almost every walk of life. Like They exist between the outside and the inside everywhere. For example, just do what we do. Radio. Uh, you brought this up earlier you know, I think sometimes the outside world, you know, you always hear the, oh, you're just saying that to get a reaction, or you're just saying that to get a click. I i don't know about you, Dan. You've been doing this longer than I have, but I've been doing it for 10 years now. I can honestly say I've never said, you know what, I'm going to have an opinion today just to get a reaction. Like, that that isn't a reality. There is a disconnect, I think, sometimes between – the listeners and hosts, when it comes to that, would you say that's yeah, it's, accurate? It, yes.
0: It's not like, hey, watch this. Yeah, you know, hey, it's not yeah. that. It's, yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. maybe you have a take that you
5: didn't think out well enough or a point. Yes, but that's different. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. That just, you believe you. Be, everything, I, I'm, I don't want to speak for you, but I think every single thing you've ever said, you truly believed it in the moment you were saying it. Yes. yes. Right. Right. And so even, you know, lawyers, right? Like there's a thought, all lawyers are crooked. They're liars. "Eh, Not necessarily. There's a lot of of honest lawyers that are doing, you know, the right thing and all those Mm -hmm. kinds of things. But I think when you think about a disconnect between fans and athletes, I I honestly think it might be understanding what these athletes go through with their bodies, injuries, the pain. The rehab, the process of wrecking your body and putting it back together over and over again. And I think that is at the core, obviously, of why Andrew Luck hung it up. I mean, he had the quote of of saying, for the last four years or so, I've been in this cycle of injury, pain, rehab. I felt stuck in it. The only way I see out is to no longer play football. It's taken my joy Of this game and I hate to ever try to divide the fans and the players like I I think that's always a, a lame thing to do but to me I'm not so sure that the that isn't the biggest disconnect that exists between the fans and the players is understanding what those guys go through in terms of putting their bodies on the line to be able to go out there and play on Saturdays or Sundays I think I think there is a huge disconnect between the fans and the players in that regard.
0: It's how the sausage is made, right? Like, like you get the hamburger, sure, the hamburger is great. <laughs> you don't want to know the process that it took you to give you that delicious hamburger. I think it's the same way with, with sports almost at any level past high school. You were a college right. athlete, and I was a college student. And between studying and video games, I don't think I would have enough time to play a college sport. <laughs> right. I say that jokingly, but right. there is a commitment made where you, you know, even even at that level, divide your time. And then when you get to the professional level, where Nick, we only we only see this about the the athletes. We see them in the games, we see them in the uniforms, <laughs> we see them when they sign their contracts, and we know yep. the figures. But we have no idea, like for a, for a baseball player. That we're watching on a Friday night, I know what's happening to that player between seven o'clock Eastern time and ten o'clock Eastern. I guess what's happening at ten p.m. to two a.m. could be wrong, but it's a mm-hmm. guess. And mm-hmm. then I have no idea what happens between two a.m. until you know they actually go out there for batting practice or get ready for the game. And that's I mean, we 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 have an idea, but but realistically of what they have to go through and. And of just of even knowing what the schedule is, I don't think people understand the things, let alone then having to go through those things to get on the playing
5: field. Yeah, I just think and it, it bears repeating, even though people have probably heard it. I mean Andrew Luck through six seasons, let's just quick go through these injuries. Torn cartilage and two ribs, partially torn abdomen, a lacerated kidney that left him peeing blood. At least one concussion, a torn labrum in his throwing shoulder, and then he's had this calf, ankle, Achilles thing or whatever that's that's ultimately led to what happened last night of him saying the, bring, that he wants to kind of break this cycle of you know pain rehab rinse repeat injury pain rehab over and over and over. I just. And and again, this is a straw man where it's like, you know, people are not certainly, there's maybe only a handful of people that are calling Andrew Luck soft or something like that, like Andrew Luck, you can call him a lot of things, but the one thing you better call—I think that was one tough cookie—and I don't, I don't think him retiring yesterday alters that for me at all. I mean, those those injuries I laid out—that's those aren't hangnails, those aren't uh, you know stubbing your toe. Those are real injuries that it took a lot for him to get back onto the football field, and more often than not, that he did. Remember when
0: Jay Cutler got hurt in the uh, NFC Championship game? Yep. and we are like. We didn't like how Jay Cutler walked. You know, like like we <laughs> yeah. thought he was walking too easy to be able to play in that game. Like how absurd is that? Like that's what I think like, like that's what we are adjust uh, you know using our information to see well, he looks like he's walking fine. This right. is the biggest game of your career. How right. in the world could you not play it not having any idea a how they feel or b what they have gone through. And that's where like Angela can... When we had Alex Marvez on, you said you. You I feel like I'm always. It was asking you every week, "What's the latest with Andrew Luck?" Andrew Luck had to deal with that probably tenfold, or a hundredfold, or or seventy thousandfold with all the fans that were probably wondering at Lucas Oil Stadium what was going on. And not only was it was it you know each Sunday when we would meet f- with Alex Marvez, it's probably every single day for Andrew Luck of sure of of just of trying to figure that out and then to try to get healthy. To try to figure out a way to get healthy and then also still be a part of the football team. There's just, yeah, so many things that, that I, I'm even trying to explain it and I don't even know if I'm doing a good enough job because I'm not in that moment. I'm not in that it, scenario. Yeah,
5: it, it just, I mean, it's hard because it's, You know, there's a lot of people that want to point, well, you know, I mean, there are a lot of guys out there working blue-collar jobs, bricklayers, ditch diggers, all this, you know, that that their bodies hurt, they're worn out, and they still got to go to work. And it's like, well, yeah, that bricklayer, if he had the money to not, you know, to break that cycle, he probably would break that cycle. That doesn't make the bricklayer soft, just like it doesn't make Andrew Luck soft. And ultimately, it's, it's his body, it's his life, and he has... Tried to see this thing through. Like you can't. It's not like this guy got hit one injury and said, "Nope, no, I don't want anything to do with fighting through an injury." Clearly, this guy has shown that he is willing to work his butt off to to rehab and to work and to put and to play through pain because he was able to get back on the field after all those injuries I just listed. So, this idea that there's anybody—I'm not saying there are, but there may be a couple out there—but I just I want when we're when we're kind of telling the tale of Andrew Luck. I just think we need to make sure that we're acknowledging that this guy was tough, and uh, I I totally ad- admire what he did to get back onto the football field, having gone through all that he went through with those injuries.
0: I have a buddy who had a a job that was pretty taxing on his body and his back and shoulders, and he is changing jobs in the very near future. Mm-hmm. And he even said to me, you know, financially, it's it's. Probably you know maybe a little bit less than what I'm doing right now, but uh, you know this is what I needed to do, and you know what I I didn't say to him I didn't say oh it's awful you know what I said, I said congratulations like yes. good for you because right. that and, and and that's what I meant and I know that he you know he wanted it as well like if that's what's good for you so you don't have to deal with all of this stuff then. Then, you know, go right ahead. And I don't think and you mentioned the disconnect between between the normal public and athletes. It's funny because when we talk about contracts and Dak Prescott and wanting Mm -hmm. this and Ezekiel Elliott, like like there's no salary cap at Fox Sports Radio, like like all of the radio networks across the country. Aren't operating under a salary cap and then competing on who can get the the best rating, but that's that's like what we're doing. There are very few parallels that you can, I think, make when I it agree. comes to athletes, and I think oftentimes I've done it before in in situations where I think maybe maybe something is is. Fair or easier to relate to, but this is just something that I don't think that you can relate to unless you actually know. I, I sprained my ankle, were like like turned my ankle a couple of weeks ago, Nick. Mm-hmm. I tried to put some ice in a bucket and water. <laughs> it was in there for two seconds. Like you I, were dying. I, yeah, yeah. I I immediately put it out and I'm like, all right, you know what? We're just gonna go ice pack on it because I can't keep my foot in here, let alone sit in a tub after you know a practice right. or just to have your ankle in there uh, both feet after a basketball game like that stuff that you can't even fathom
5: yeah i i just uh you know and i wasn't a football player i played college basketball and shoot dan by the end of my by the end of my senior year i mean i had plantar fasciitis tendinitis i had bad back spasms and my coach, Dana Altman, who is at Oregon now, he had a line to me. when he, he I was in the training room. I was hooked up to like eight machines, ice on like ten different things. And <laughs> he came in and he, he said, Nick, if you were a horse, I think we'd put you down. And I just kind of laughed laying there. And there are a lot of things I miss about playing, but you know what I don't miss? Is my body feeling like crap all the time, mm-hmm. you know? And that's basketball. Pales in comparison to what it's like to play in the NFL, and so I just I have an enormous amount of respect for what these guys do in putting their bodies on the line, and so I just I I I think that can't get lost on people when we're having this Andrew Luck conversation right now.
0: I can't tape my ankles because I don't want the hair pulled. From my yeah. life, ah, you're like, yeah, yeah.
5: that's <laughs> way too much. Even right. when you
0: put the, you know, the wrap around it, the edges still get no caught. doubt. Yeah, yeah. It's brutal, it's too brutal. much, too much for me. He's Nick Ma. I'm Dan Buyer. This is. Fox Sports Sunday. Again, the way this Andrew Luck story came down may be the most intriguing aspect of it all. We'll talk about that next after Ralph Fervin gives us the latest on what is happening on a night where the Yankees and Dodgers can renew their rivalry and so much more. Hello, Ralph. Hello,
2: hello, and yes, the Yankees and Dodgers are already at it. They got started quickly. DJ LeMayhew, a home run in the top of the first inning, giving the Yankees the early advantage, but Jock Peterson answered right back for LA in the bottom of the first. They're headed to the second inning tied at one. One other game going on right now and Yadier Molina with an RBI single in the sixth inning extended St. Louis's lead to 10-3 over Colorado as the Rockies bat in the top of the seventh. Earlier Washington an 11th inning winner at the Cubs. 7-5 they beat Chicago for their fifth straight win San Diego snapped a four game losing streak beating Boston 3-1 San Francisco won their second straight taking care of the Oakland Athletics 5-4. Rory McIlroy won the Tour Championship, finishing four shots ahead of Xander Shoffley, takes the FedEx Cup season trophy and its $15 million prize. Antonio Brown lost his second grievance hearing with the NFL over using his old helmet model. Pro Football Talk reporting, he'll choose a custom-made helmet, and that will come with an endorsement deal. So, a nice payday for him after this long, drawn-out situation. Jay Gruden says Case Keenum, is the starting quarterback for the Washington Redskins as they wait for Colt McCoy to heal from his ACL injury last season they're also seeing exactly what they've got with Dwayne Haskins and as for Andrew ask for Andrew Luck well he and the Colts did reach a financial agreement where Luck will not have to pay back any of the $24.8 million that, well, he would have owed the team because of his early retirement. That agreement happened last week, so this was not a short-sighted decision. We'll be back to Dan and Nick in 10 seconds, but first a word from Farmers.
7: At Farmers Insurance, we know every windshield collision has a unique sound. Beetle. Bird poop. Drone. Seen it? Covered it. Talk to Farmers.
8: We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers, truck fire insurance, exchanges and affiliates. Products not available in every state.
0: Thank you very much, Ralph. It is Fox Sports Sunday. He's Nick Ba. I'm Dan Byer, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Funny enough, the big lead just posted a link. To a yeah, story I that they it. did, yep. saying that Adam Adam Schefter's Andrew Luck scoop was the biggest NFL scoop of this nature since Twitter was invented and beyond. I don't necessarily agree with that. I was just about to retweet with comment mm-hmm. and say actually think that Jay Glazer breaking the Brett Favre trade to the Jets was one that was was quite shocking. But this right. maybe could have could have been up there as well, just because we didn't think that this was going to be the outcome. But that's what I think is is what is lost in all of this, of what happened, lost within the, the the actual retirement, is this news was broken while Andrew Luck was standing on the sidelines for the Indianapolis Colts in a preseason game that was still going on with the Chicago Bears. Amazing. And it's amazing. It It is truly amazing. And I don't... I don't fault Adam Schefter. I I don't think anybody's blaming Adam Schefter, but if anybody wanted to find fault of, okay, maybe he should have waited until he told his teammates, this and that, that's not what Adam Schefter is there for. Plus, somebody always has the ability to also get that scoop. And to do it at that time, I don't fault Adam Schefter. But I, I do just think it's unique, Nick, that somehow Adam Schefter got the news. Right. And that's what I'm trying to figure out because as we look at insiders and how insiders work with their sources, more often than not, it's either from a player and the player's agent or from the team and someone within the organization. Right. And that's where I'm thinking how in the world does this news get out where Adam Schefter can present it on Twitter? Well, Andrew Luck is standing on the sidelines in what the second half of their preseason game against the Chicago Bears. And that's how everybody finds out. That is the part that fascinates me. And that's like the only issue that I have is that now, because of that news breaking when it did, Andrew Luck's last time leaving the field as a colt was being booed
5: brutal, right. I mean, that's the thing that's kind of the saddest thing about all this is here's a guy that his last moment on a football field is him getting booed, you know, and that and that's unfortunate. And sometimes you can have misguided uh, – I don't know if anger is the right word. I mean, may, maybe the if you're angry about how the situation played out, you maybe meet, need to be angry about whoever leaked this to Schefter rather than Schefter. Because reporters report, and Schefter's loyalty is to breaking news, not necessarily the Indianapolis Colts or to Andrew Luck. While I can acknowledge and understand that, that doesn't mean I have to like it. Mm-hmm. And I think I, – I didn't, I didn't like how all that shook out last night. I, I think it's unfortunate that it feels like whoever the, whoever leaked it and then Schefter reporting it stole the moment away from the Indianapolis Colts and Andrew Luck and his ability to present this behind the scenes to maybe the team and then with a press conference that probably would have happened today in packaging it packaging it the way they wanted to and so it's hard you know you want to have respect to let people control. A message and control a situation when it comes to something like a retirement. But again, I mean, the whether you're talking about a, a Jay Glazer, a Schefter, a, a Woj, like it's a competitive industry where a lot of these guys, like I mean, Schefter's brand is breaking stories, you know. And mm-hmm. ultimately, when that's your brand, you got to be there. And if you get word, you got to report on it. But it's just like you pointed out. I just can't believe. Luck got booed as he was charting off the field. Yeah, and not that you would think that that would happen. Like, right. but as I said, when I found out the news,
0: I didn't realize that the game was still going on, mm-hmm. and I just assumed that the game was over with. But it didn't allow him to make the convers or to have the conversation with his teammates to tell him on his own terms. But and and have the press conference today and and to do it his way. But what is just surprising is how does it get to Adam Schefter?
5: You know, like I can't wait to vi- yeah, because I if I'm if I'm Indianapolis, I'm I'm maybe I'm launching a full fledged kind of like hey wh- wh- who how did this happen you know yeah. whether you go to you know because I know Schefter you want to protect your sources but I mean somebody leaked something at some point there and it and for it to all happen it seemed like this thing moved pretty quick yeah, so I, I'm, yeah, I'll be interested to see who who ultimately was kind of the leaker in that
0: and in that like I've heard people say, and I've heard insiders, and we've had them on the network say they report ten percent of what they know, sure. like realistically of what they know, and that's kind of how you have to go about it. to be to be able to be trusted, to to form those types of relationships, you can't report every single thing you hear. In fact, you can't even report half of the things you hear. But to be able to, for Adam Schefter to hear that when he did, and then report it when he did, is something that we have never seen. I still think that the Favre trade because it was just it was that that whole scenario was like building up. This did this one did come out of nowhere. That was just oh wow. But right. there was even a report. I think uh, Greg Doyle of the Indianapolis Star had mentioned that somebody tweeted that wow you know a few hours before kickoff of last night's game Andrew Luck was. Nowhere to be found. You know, it wasn't on the field. wasn't going through any throwing stuff. Maybe that was a sign because we had thought that the Colts were going to name their starting quarterback on Monday. Frank Reich had said earlier that they wanted to make that decision by you know the end of Week Three of their preseason game, heading into their into their uh, finale of knowing who their Week One starter was going to be, and now. It ends up being Andrew Luck's retirement and Jacoby Brissett being the starter. Just so crazy how everything ends up playing out and how it played out last night.
5: I, I never thought I would say this given the fact that we have the you know, a, a TV star as a coach in Gruden and you've had the Antonio Brown craziness with the helmet and the feet and all that stuff. You felt like, boy, heaven sent Hard knocks for it to be with with the Raiders. Can you imagine if Hard knocks are with the Colts this year, oh what that would have been goodness. like. Oh my oh. goodness!
0: Uh, he's Nick Ba. I am Dan Beyer This is Fox Sports Sunday. Find Nick on Twitter at Nick Baugh I am at Dan Beyer on Fox. I am sure Andrew Luck didn't want his retirement announcement to go this way. I didn't want my round of golf to go the way that it did earlier this week. We'll talk about that and also look ahead a little bit more to college football next year on Fox Sports Sunday.
7: At Farmers Insurance, we know there's a crucial difference between a kick drum pedal and your car's accelerator pedal. Because at Farmers, we've seen and covered it. We are farmers. Bum, bum,
8: bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates, products not available in every state.
0: Fox Sports Sunday, I'm Dan Bayer. He's Nick Ba. Sometimes you learn lessons the hard way. And within the nick of time, Nick, I had no idea. We were just talking about player-fan disconnect of not sure, understanding sure. what the athlete goes through. I had no no idea what you went through when I would put you in the hot seat on the nick of time until I ended up sitting there a couple of weeks ago. Whew. had no idea what the experience was like. But when it comes to responding to pressure, I, I'm not that good at it, I've realized, because this past week was the buyer-hits-Aaron Hills challenge, and... Something new to the challenge, I figured, hey, let's shoot some video on the shots. And if you, you missed it, <laughs> the contest was you would get an Aaron Hills prize pack, the, the course that hosted the 2017 U.S. Open, and will host the 2025 U.S. Women's Open. On holes 9 and 15, you're going to take my combined score. You could guess what that score was. Your name would be entered into a drawing. My combined score was so high, no one got it right, so everybody got their name in the drawing. <laughs> That's that's what happened. And so the pressure, I realized, of of standing on the ninth tee, we did a video, and I hooked it left into a bunker. And I said, well, I don't want to put that. Nobody's going to be able to see it anyway. But let's record me in the actual bunker with the ball a foot below my feet. <laughs> I'm did watching you, it right did now. Did you see it? It, yes. was, it was the worst. And I knew, look, nobody wants to see me get up and down and maybe miss a putt for par. I understand that the appeal is to watch someone – Just, you know, just melt down under the pressure. That's what I ended up doing. I just could not. It was a very, very difficult lie. And that was on nine. So then I got to 15 and you would usually think like, all right, we'll just let her rip. No, I'm like, I've got to do as well here so I can at least make the number lower after getting... The seven that I got on the third hole, <laughs> and then I put one in the in in the hazard and, and on fifteen. We tried to do a live broadcast. After I chunked a couple of shots, I just quit the broadcast. But we ended up having a winner. But it was the spotlight of having the pressure that was well, just so so difficult. Just I, I don't I don't think I can do that anymore. This may be the end of the contest for all I know.
5: Damn. In in your defense. This isn't your average bunker shot that you have here. You got Your stance is weird. The ball's below your feet. you got get it. You got to get the ball up, and it's got to carry. I mean, that looks like, are you like 20, <laughs> 20 yards away from it, the green? It was maybe? probably like, about 15, but as you're right, I had to hit it over another bunker. Yes. And so then, it wasn't like yeah. you could just go, because if you're like me, there are times I'm like, I'll just take a hack at it to make sure that I get it up. And it doesn't really matter. I just got to get it out. Yes. Problem is, you needed to get it out, and it needed to carry a bunch of distance, relatively speaking. So, uh, listen, dude. That looks like the last situation I would ever want to have on camera.
0: Oh, I mean, brutal, dude. It was was tough. It was very difficult. I wish I could have done better for those that believed in me, but I realized (laughs) that I can't do it when the lights are on. That's the... That's the issue that I have. don't
5: be hard. You're being too hard. I don't think that. I think you had an impossible shot there. Like that's a pretty tough shot.
0: The 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 one thing to counter that is I'm the one that put the ball there. So I you know that was my yeah that was yeah that was a little tough. But yeah that was. It was a lot of fun. I love the the interest that people have in reaching out and following along. So that's, awesome, so that's a man. lot of fun. Even even if I fail miserably, the, uh, don't worry, I won't be entering in any more tour championships. Uh, <laughs> uh, and and any tour championships anytime soon. I want to let you know that Fox Sports Sundays coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. You can find Nick on Twitter, at Nick Baugh. I'm at Dan Buyer on Fox. And again, tomorrow, the big day for you as you launch your brand new endeavor.
5: I am I'm fired up, Dan. The Nick Bob Podcast. Yes, that's a lot of time spent on the name. The Nick Bob Podcast launches tomorrow. Uh, I, I'm I'm really excited. I'm gonna have a, I'm going to have a Fox's very own Rob Stone. Oh, okay. I've already recorded this interview. Did it last week? Because I mean, I, I don't know if you watched a little bit of it yesterday, but I, I'm. and This isn't just me being the company man that show is going to be really good. I mean, you Mm -hmm. got Reggie Bush, Matt Leinart, Brady Quinn, Urban Meyer. Like, if you're a college football guy, if you wrote down the who's who of college football of the past 15 years, you're writing down those names. And you get them all together and let Rob be the quarterback. So I bring Rob on, and we talk about the – the the show and all those kinds of things, and so I'm I'm really excited to get an opportunity to kind of you know have conversations like that, you know, being able to get Stoner to sit down and 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 chop it up with him for about 45 minutes. But I, I am very excited, Dan. I appreciate you let me plug it.
0: The NBP, as it yeah. will be known, right? Yes. You could go to NickBod.com, and there's going to be is that where the whole podcast? Where you're going to be able to find it, Bod. You're going to com. be able to, yeah. yeah.
5: It's kind of like a landing spot for it, but you know, you hear this, you can get find it wherever you get your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, it's uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, at, uh, iTunes, Spotify, all that stuff you can get it anywhere.
0: All right. Well, it launches tomorrow, so we wish you the greatest success on that. And I'm sure over the next couple of weeks, college football will be a topic of conversation as the first yes. full
5: week is less than a week away. No doubt about it, going to be college foot. We're going to be knee deep in college football. It's going to be great.
0: NFL preseason wraps up on Thursday. Andrew Luck retires. Yeah, a crazy, crazy week ahead to see how the Colts move forward and so much more. We appreciate your time.